down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Come to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. you? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm so wasted! Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, well, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nuclear Geeks Graphics. Beautifully handcrafted designs of nostalgic horror. Have such sights to show you. Wrestling. You, Hulk Hogan, must self destruct. Retro cartoons and entertainment. A fellow chucker, eh? Portraits, customized posters, fan posters, and so much more. Nuclear Geeks Graphics.com. Art makes us human. Motherfucker, what's up, everybody? It is Saturday night. It is Hollywood Hangout, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. I am Boxman. Welcome. Cross for me always, my main man, Anthony. What is going on, Anthony? Anthony is on mute right now. So, uh, there he is. Anthony! 
<laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Salutations. Welcome to the uh, final edition of the Hollywood Hangout. No, no, no. Wrong show. <laughs> Wrong show. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I this was the week of uh, goodbyes. Wrong show. No, uh, no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Actually, uh, real quick, let's go ahead and get a few things right out of the way right now. You will hear us on Wednesday. Dirt Sheet Dudes will be back Wednesday. We'll be here. First show Wednesday night. Um, let's give a shout out, of course, to Yakuza Kick Radio and JCAD over there. Yakuza! And, of course, don't forget to listen to Wrestling Overdose, Shaheen's new show. So always check those guys out. Um, Shaheen's new uh, new show is on iTunes right now. So there you go. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm sorry. Apple Podcasts. They changed their name. I don't know why. Never figured that one out. But anyway, they did. And, um, man, we have a pretty fucking good show for you guys tonight. Um, an underrated movie. This movie did not do very well in the box office. This movie was not well received, but I fucking love this movie. You know, <laughs> Mark, Mark G47 says, first the fat boys break up and now THT. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, uh, little known <laughs> secret box, uh, I had myself on mute because I was, uh, you fighting tears. I, I was trying to uh, fight my way through the tears, man. I didn't, like, <laughs> the mega powers exploded and so did THT and I, I didn't know. I'm still <laughs> coping mechanisms, bro. Coping mechanisms. I know, so man. I'm you glad know. we're doing this movie tonight because I need the laughs, man. Mm. I really do need the laughs. There's definitely going to be a lot of laughter in this movie. This movie is, like I said, this movie is underrated. This is an underrated gem of a movie. We're talking about The Great White Hype, uh, 1996 movie. We seem to stick in the 96 to 98 range a lot. Um, But, uh, you know, this was 1996 and you didn't realize it, but this was a motherfucking star-studded movie. I don't know if you guys realize it, but it really was. Um, Anthony, we have, of course, the motherfucking man, Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson in this movie. And yeah, he was subdued in this movie in terms of the uh, fuck count, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, he really was. He really was. They didn't. Uh, what was That disappointed rating? me. I ain't going to lie. That disappointed me a little bit. Did it really? Let's see. What was the rating on this movie here? The rating was. was I mean, it was rated R, so. I, but he was also a sultan. He was a. Uh, he was. Let's face it. This was sort of a Don King kind of character. Um, you know the the charlatan of the boxing world. Um, but I mean Sam Jackson. We've talked about a, a ton of times. This guy has been in so many fucking movies. He's still doing movies. He's doing every fuck. He's doing commercials. God damn it! Jesus Christ! When you're doing commercials, you've made it. I pretty much. Pretty much. So uh, we don't really need to get into Sam Jackson. I believe his his credits speak for themselves. Um, we do get a Pulp Fiction reference in this movie from Sam Jackson at the end, though. I don't know if you caught it. Did you? Yeah, we'll get to that. You know. All right. Levels to this. It's levels to this box. Man, we'll get to that. I know. I know. I'm just bringing it up. You know, talking about some things. We also have Jeff Goldblum in this movie who, yes, I know, I look like Jeff Goldblum. It's the nose. And the hair. 
And that, that, that Papa, what, what's up with the Papa door, bro? Like, dude, Jesus. Je- Desi Arnaz is smiling from above right now. I have, you, I, <laughs> you're keeping I've, it alive, bro. Do you know how many times I've tried to change my hair and it just ends up back like this? It's not really a pompadour, believe it or not. If I took the headphones off, you could see it's just sort of pushed back, and then they call it a natural wave. That's what it's called. It's not really a pompadour. It's not sticking up. It's you know the sides are. You know, I don't know. My hair is my hair, man. I can't do anything about it, dude. Trust me, I've tried. And if I don't put gel in it, holy Jufro. <laughs> <laughs> holy Jufro and God good. No, 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 no. No, man. Gotta gotta keep the gel in my hair. I don't know why. I would trust me. I'd love to get rid of it. But uh I just look like I have a big fro if I do that. I can't do that. Can't do it, man. Um but Jeff Goldblum's another one who's who Doing a ton. I mean, this guy's been in a ton of fucking movies going back to The Fly, uh, Powder. I'm just going off the top of my head here. I don't even have his IMDb pulled up. Oh, don't forget a motherfucking classic that we will get to Mm -hmm. at some point on the show. I'm surprised you missed this one. Deep Cover. Deep Cover. You know, I almost watched that today. Almost watched that today. Except uh, I had to leave and I had to go... um, drop off my wife and kids because they're going out of town this weekend. I had to go drop them off to meet her dad. And on the way back, I got a flat tire. And you know what I didn't know? You know what I didn't know? Huh? Huh? You know what I didn't know? I didn't know my spare. My spare was flat, too. (laughs) Good. Everybody else I fucking know, like my parents are in fucking Florida. I'm no one here. It took me a long time. A long time to get where I had to go and triple A. Uh, no, no, I just some nice truck driver saw me walking, pulled over. Did, did this truck driver resemble uh, it was not large Carlin? No, and it was not large Marge either. Um, <laughs> no, just some truck driver sweating my ass off driving and or walking, and he uh, he pulled off. Station was only, I was only about a quarter mile from the station where I was going just to get a plug and fill and put, you know, get the tire back. But, uh, he drove me the rest of the way, took me back. Good guy. Not a bad guy. Hauling, hauling fuel, going to the racetrack out in, uh, uh, where did he say he was going? Something with a T. I don't know. There's so many fucking little states in Texas, but he was going west, way west. So. Thank God, though, man, because it was it's fucking it was 100 degrees here today, basically. Same here, man. Like uh, it was like one of those deals where I think it was like 99 degrees with a heat index, of like 100, 101. Mm-hmm. It was fucking <laughs> it was fucking miserable. Yep. My, by the time my elect- my next electric bill comes in the mail, it'll be higher than you box. Mm. That's how long my shit was running because it was hot today. <laughs> Jesus, if that's possible, we'll definitely see. Um, geez, Weebs brings up a few right away. Just in 1996, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Independence Day, Twister. I forgot he was in Twister. Jerry Mag- was. Wait a minute, Jerry Mag- Oh no, no, no. He's bringing up not. No, no. He's bringing up movies from 1996. Independence Day, Twister, Jerry Maguire, Mission Impossible, Scream, and Space Jam. Uh, no wonder this movie didn't do so well. Yeah, I remember 96 just being a good year for movies. Oh, I'm sure it was, dude. I'm sure it was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum still doing shit today. Still doing shit today. Let me see. He's got a couple, uh, let's see. Yeah, he's got one in pre-production, The Price of Admission. Um, but yeah, 
this guy, I mean, we all know some of the movies this guy has been in, though, just and TV shows. He does a lot of TV shows suddenly. Um, but I mean, going back to 1996, it, it, it just just Jeff Goldblum. He was even in an episode called the, uh, of The Simpsons. He was in this movie, Independence Day, Mad Dog Time. He did the a Goosebumps movie, a video game. Jesus Christ, this guy's been just going forever. He was, and that movie Powder he did was a damn good movie too. But Deep Cover, it, Weep said it was on TV today, so he watched it. So wait a minute, Powder. I, I know the movie. I never watched it. I just remember like the trailers for it coming up. You you. <laughs> that really was a good movie to you? I liked it. It, it was a cool little story about the little electric, uh, the little electric albino. Mm. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, one day, man, I, I might, have to, might have to check that out. So, I, because I honestly, just from the commercials, I thought he had like some kind of ailment or something. He did. He did. He did. He did. It's okay though. It's 2019, Anthony. You're, you're not supposed to ailment shame. You're ailment shaming right now. You're not supposed to do that. He looked like E.T.'s illegitimate cousin. My God, like the, with the eyes. <laughs> like I, I, I can't. I don't know. It just <laughs> look weird. Like. All right, you got a point. You got a point. You got a point. Uh, the next, the next guy we've got in this movie is uh, Peter Berg. Now, Peter Berg is a weird one. Not a weird one, but he's not a guy you see a lot on film. Yet you have. You don't know it. He's also a producer. He's done directing. He's done soundtracks. No, that was not him singing in this movie, by the way. Um, but, I mean, he's been in, I mean, movies like Friday Night Lights, Very Bad Thing. He was in Copland. If you uh, you remember that movie, I know. Um, yeah. Shocker. I mentioned that movie. That he was in Shocker. I love that's a real good old movie. And he even did an episode of the original 21 Jump Street, not the movies with uh, Jonah Hill. Um, but I mean, he's the, this guy's been in a shitload of fucking movies. And like I said, he's usually in the background of a lot of, of, of a, a bunch of stuff you don't even know. Um, just as, like I said, producer, like the Friday Night uh, Lights TV show, he was a producer for all 73 episodes of those. Prime Suspect, he was a producer for that. Um, State of Play, The Leftovers, even Ballers for 14 episodes, he was a producer for that show too. But uh, this guy's been does been everywhere, does do, done a ton of stuff, just not known for a ton of shit. I don't know why, he's just got one of those not very famous faces, I guess. Um Oh, yeah. Um, didn't he uh, direct the rundown, too? I think so. I think so. I think that was... So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so that would be the time with the ballers and the rock, because he mm-hmm. worked with them before. Exactly. Exactly. Now we got another guy who... Uh, he definitely had his time time in the early 80s, but uh, we got Corbin Burnson. If you remember him from Major League, he played Dornan, or Dorn. I forget. It. I don't know if it was Dornan or Dorn. But uh, he was in Major League, and I believe he got his start on a television show. I believe it was, um, was it L.A. Law? Let me see. I think it was L.A. Law that Corbin Burnson was, uh, was, was, was one of his first big breakout television roles. Uh, let me go back here. I know he's been in Criminal Minds a couple times. He's another guy, though, who's done a ton of shit that you're just like, oh, yeah, I do know who he is. My God. 
Jesus Christ, Corbin, how many fucking movies have you been in, my man? All right, here we go. Finally, we're up, we're in the 80s. Finally. <laughs> my God. All right, Major League he was in. That was definitely right about that. I don't see that TV show. I guess it wasn't L.A. Law. I guess I was wrong. Nope, L.A. Law, all 171 episodes. That was after Major League 2, though, so definitely wasn't his breakout, but... Uh, Jesus was Major League was kind of his breakout movie. But Jesus Christ, this guy has been in Hold on, let me scroll up. There's got to be a couple hundred here. 244 credits to this guy's name. Wow. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 almost 19 things just for 2019 alone. Yeah, he also did Psych. I know you weren't a fan of that show, mm-hmm. but it was decent for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this guy was in an episode of Magnum P.I., goddammit. So he's in it, and of course, John Lovitz is in this movie. Oh, the other Jew in the movie. The other Jew. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, John Lovitz, obviously Saturday Night Live. He was in The Wedding Singer. Um my God, what are some other movies he's been in? He was he was in oh. he took over Phil Hartman in News Radio, if you remember correctly. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, he did a High School High. Yes, that's a sentimental favorite for me. That's one of another '96 movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that that movie was hilarious. That is, yeah. Uh, there I've, was... always been, I've always been, I've always I've always been a fan of John Love's humor. Yeah, I am too. That kind of he's. Just kind of got that dry sense of humor, but uh, definitely, like I said, this is a fucking st- and we're not even a quarter away. Uh, we have a lot of the cast left to go through that actually have that we've spoke about before, and you know. But uh, John Lovett's awesome. Cheech Marin is in this movie, uh, obviously from you know Cheech and Chong fame, but uh, he plays Julio Escobar, the crooked commissioner of the boxing. I mean, or basically just the commissioner. The whole all of boxing is crooked. I believe we all know that by now, right? 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 Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Cheech Marin. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, Dust Till Dawn. He kind of pops up in a bunch of movies here and there. Um, you know, you, you you don't really expect to see him in a movie, and then you'll be, and then next thing you know, you're like, hey, hey, there's Cheech. He's also done a ton of voices. He's the, you know, for like the movie Cars and everything. So, you know, he's into the whole uh, Disney thing right now, even after the Cheech and Chong stuff, but whatever. Um, my God, he was even in Pure Country 2. I know you love that movie, Anthony. <laughs> no. I've never seen it, actually. No. I've seen Pure Country 1 with George Strait, but never that one. Um, anyway, let's, <laughs> this next one is one, uh, is a, is a, uh, NYPD blue tie in right here. Sally Richardson as <sighs> mm-hmm, Bambi. She was in actually in two episodes of NYPD blue, but, uh, she's been in a few other things. My, and uh, she was in the show Eureka. My wife loved that show. Um, I've been in, uh, did a few episodes of NCIS. She's done a ton of stuff. A ton, another one, CSI Miami. She was in a, a few episodes. Biker Boys. My God, I've actually watched that movie. Did you ever watch Biker Boys? No, I tried to, but it was just—it was like not my kind of flick. It just kind of like dragged a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean Lawrence Fishburne. I mean Lawrence Fishburne. 
Yeah, they can't all be winners, Box. They can't all be winners. Yeah, you're right. Uh, she was also in a low-down, dirty shame movie we've mentioned on this show a few times. And, of course, she was in New York undercover for an episode. But, yep, she was in two episodes of NYPD Blue. Uh, so there you go, right there. But, yeah, she's gorgeous in this movie, too. She's still gorgeous right now. Um, but, Jesus, just amazing. Jamie Foxx is in this movie. He pops up in this movie. Again, he's another one who just pops up. And my favorite Jamie Foxx movie would have to be Bait. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I thought, yeah. No. Oh, that's <laughs> no got to be my favorite Jamie Foxx movie. And, of course, one we've reviewed, um, Any Given Sunday. That's a, an incredible movie. But Jamie Foxx is, you know, he's definitely one of the stars of that movie. But I like Bait better. Uh, Rocky Carroll. Another one we don't uh, we've mentioned a few times. I think he's been in a couple movies we've done, but um, again, this is another guy that you're like, oh, I'm not sure who he is, and then you're like, oh, that guy. He's the he was a director. He is the director in on NCIS. He's been in Yes Man. He's been in Crimson Tide. He was in Chicago Hope. Um, rock, rock. Uh, there's a lot of rock tie-ins in this movie, actually. I don't know if you know that, but there actually is. Hey, Rock was a good show. It, very much so. But it really, let me see, I'm trying to find that thing where it actually says right here that a lot of these, ah, many members of the cast made either guest appearances or had reoccurring roles on the Fox television series Rock, which featured Rocky Carroll as a regular guest member. This includes Samuel L. Jackson, Corbin Burnson, Sally Richardson, Jamie Foxx, Albert Hall, Lamont Johnson, Art Evans, and Rick Scarry. So this movie had a, t a bunch of tie-ins with that TV show too. It was just kind of a just kind of a thing that they let kind of roll with everything. Um, but Albert Albert Hall is another one that was in this movie. Uh, Michael Jace is in this movie. Michael Jace, I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he was in The Replacements. He was in Planet of the Apes, and he was in a little TV show called The Shield. And that's where I really remember him from is the, is the TV show The Shield. And, of course, he was in two episodes of NYPD Blue. And you, and you wonder why we keep knowing shit from the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> I know, man. I know. But, uh, yeah, Michael J's, like I said, mostly known for that movie. We got uh, Lamont Johnson is in this movie. Plays a... Uh, just a small little role as a guard. Uh, we do get to see him dance like Michael Jackson for no apparent reason at all. Um, literally no reason at all. I don't, I don't know. Did, did you catch that? Oh, which one? The Michael Jackson dance for no apparent reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here? Hey, I can't, you know, that was the thing to do. Yeah. By the way, we just by the way, time is fucking flying because we just passed uh, a couple days ago, ten years since we lost Mike Jackson. Man, that's amazing, right there, man. Jesus, that's amazing. And one of the person I want to mention in this movie, and then we will actually start getting to the movie, is Dwayne Davis. What? No, Reno Wilson. Uh, who? Which one? <laughs> Uh, he he was kind of like uh, one of the uh, I'll call him one of uh, James Roper's uh, lackeys. Uh, he was on that show on um, Mike and Molly. He was a cop. Oh okay. Oh okay. 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 
Because I kept looking at I'm like, I know that dude from something. Then when I looked him up, it was Mike and Molly. That's where I recognize him from. All right. I, I, my wife used to like that show. She, she did like that show. Um, we've talked about this guy before. He's in, uh, he's in Under Siege with uh, Steven Seagal. He was in the program as Alvin Mack. Um, did we do that movie? I don't know if we did that movie. Did we do, did we do the program? I thought we did. But he no, was, we've talked about it a we few have. times because you saw the extended version in theaters, right? Yes, 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 yes. When I was, yes, I did. Uh, he was also in Necessary Roughness, which we've done that one. Um, and he was in a movie called Digstown. Ah, you ever seen? That's Digstown? actually pretty underrated too. Yeah, yeah, it's another underrated one. I mean, Jesus Christ, you got um, oh, what's that guy's fucking name? Lou Gossett Jr. James yes. Woods is in that fucking movie. Uh, Heather Graham's fine ass is in that movie. Uh, but yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, this is a star-studded cast in this movie. And we haven't even mentioned Damon Wayans yet. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. And one of the main reasons I wanted to uh, review this movie this week with you, sir, we get to answer the question. Did you have a favorite Wayans? Ooh. Like, if you had to choose, I mean, it's a big family. I'm I'm kind of torn myself personally between Damon and Marlon. I like them both, but for different reasons. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I, I mean, yeah, Marlon's also obviously probably the funniest. Of yes, in terms of the physical comedy, yeah, but right. I kind of like uh, Damon's. Sorry, he's always even though he can do the outrageous stuff when he wants to, mm-hmm. he has a very sarcastic sense of humor. If you pay attention, and I just think it's hilarious. I like his sense of humor, and I like that he can do a lot of the action movies. I mean, the last Boy Scout with him and Bruce Willis was fucking amazing. I love that movie. That's a great movie. Uh, probably Damon. Maybe I mean Ke- Keenan. Keenan could go up in that little category too. I believe he would be a, 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 a second or third, but he's good too. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't hate a dirty, a, a low down, dirty shame. I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with a backtrack there, Bob. No, I last just, episode. I said <laughs> I didn't. Bu- I said I didn't buy him as a badass. I didn't say I didn't like the movie. I'll actually watch that movie anytime it's fucking on. But I don't buy him as a badass. I buy Damon as a badass more than I do Keenan, which is weird because Keenan looks like he's taller and a little more brooding than Damon Wayans. But yeah, I, I just buy Damon more as a. The smart ass, almost Bruce Will, you know, Bruce Willis ish type of uh, action star over Keenan Ivory Wayans doing a pretty bad acting job in that movie as an action star. So, in other words, you you like Damon as a cop better because he's done a cop. He's played a cop a few different times. Bulletproof, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Oh yes, Bulletproof from the nineties. Yep. Another ninety six movie. We got we got to get to that one, bro. Like, <laughs> We got to get to that one. That, <laughs> that, that, that to me is an underrated uh, gem from the uh, career of uh, not only Damon, but a young Adam Sandler. Yeah. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about, you know, people will talk about Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and Big Dad, but they don't talk about Bulletproof. That that deserves a little more credit than it gets. It does. And I think that one just kind of went under the radar because it wasn't an, it wasn't a, uh, what, what it was wasn't that? a typical Sandler movie. You didn't get a lot of baby talk. You it, actually got a pretty serious Sandler in that movie with was, a couple of one-liners thrown in. It wasn't a Happy Madison production. He was just an actor in the movie. He, it wasn't one of his movies. 
And I think that might have just made it go under the radar a little bit. But Jesus, right? I mean, we might as well call this fucking show 1996 Hangout. We're just going to do all of 1996, it looks like. Yeah, this is yeah, this is making me miss. I don't know about you, man, but '96 was just a good year, man. That was just a fun year. Definitely, Movies, dude. wrestling, just everything. Entertainment as a whole was just on fire. I was we got all eyes on me. Fucking, I was 21, and you had a year. You probably so yeah. That wasn't your first beer, I know. Oh, obviously, but, um, I, I, I come. No, I had just started drinking because that's the legal age to drink. I always follow the law. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did get thrown out of the bar because the manager realized I had been drinking there since I was 19 years old and he got pissed off at himself and threw me out. <laughs> he threw out me and all my friends when he realized, what, what are you guys celebrating? He's 21 and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, he got pissed. He's like, you've been drinking here for over two years. So it's the way that he retroactively threw you out, even though that's <laughs> you, I need to only th- you, Box. Yep. You didn't fight that one. No, I I understood why he was pissed off, dude. We just went across the street to a little bar called the Rock, uh, the Rock Club, and uh, I met this girl. What was her name? It started with an S. She was fucking hot. She blew me in the parking lot. I forgot her name. Totally forgot her name, but it started with an S. I think it was like Savannah or something long like that. Savannah, Sylvia, maybe. I don't know. It was a good night, though. It was a good night. <laughs> it was a good night. It was a good night. Very good night. Very good night. But uh, yeah, yeah, we got thrown out because manager realized how old I was and wasn't hey. a good night. Old Mac. Mac was the manager. Wow. Mac was the manager back then. So Mac, so Mac uh, looked out for you. Him kicking you out inadvertently got you laid. Almost late. Well, blowjob, close enough. It, yeah, I got, well, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I, 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 look, I, I got to make cumsies in, in 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 a girl's mouth. That was that was that was enough for the night. I don't remember much after that, so that's probably good. <laughs> that's probably a good thing. So, anyway, we're doing a movie here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's yeah let's get. To- Movie. We don't need and, to get and we'll talk about ninety six some more along the way because <laughs> God damn, this is let's just call us the ninety six episode. That's about all I remember. This is, this is bringing up too many memories. I think that's all I remember from nineteen ninety six, dude. I think I'm done. I think that's all I remember is the one blowjob. You turned twenty one. <laughs> you got a blowjob in the parking lot. Hey, sounds like ninety. If nothing else happened to you in ninety six, you had a good year. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know at least the last few months went well since my birthday's in August. So that's, <laughs> I at least remember that. So I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what happened in 1996, dude. I, no, no, uh, no, no, I'm not even going to try. All right. Let's get into this fucking movie. Uh, the Great White Hype. Obviously, this is a boxing movie. It's about the, uh, it's the crooked boxing promoter. Um, his boxing sales are down, uh, you know, pay, this is all pay-per-view buys. So it's all, to, you know, and, and house tickets. And they're talking about, uh, how this, everything's going down and they create the great white hype out of Peter Berg. Um, as we go through the movie, we'll talk about it more. And, uh, I guess, let me see here. Let me hit play. Start the movie because really the beginning of it's kind of, 
I mean, they're kind of driving through. There's a really actually a long intro to where they're just driving through. Uh, they do show a car that gets talked about a lot in this movie, the Broham. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, Anthony, I, I knew a couple of dudes that drove some Brohams. And you know what I liked about it? I, <laughs> part of me wants to believe, because a few months after this, uh, since we're t- since we were talking about Jamie Foxx a little earlier, yeah. a few months after this movie was released is when he got his own show, Jamie Foxx show. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you watched it, but Broham was actually one of uh, not his catchphrases, but a character by the name of uh, Braxton P. Hartnerbrick, played by Christopher Duncan. Oh, so I li- I like to think he got that from this flick here, that whole Broham deal. Probably. Probably. We, I, my, my friend, all right, this is going to be another story. My friend Rigel, his brother Nigel, yes, you heard me right, uh, he used to drive a Cadillac Broham. And since it was his brother, we always just called him Broham. That was his name, Broham. He probably still drives that fucking car. <laughs> he loved that car. Um, anyway. First thing I noticed about this movie, the announcer guy is the same announcer from the Rocky movies. <laughs> did you catch that? The gray-haired guy is the same announcer from the Rocky movies? No, I did not. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, what, uh, what, the uh, what, first three, four? I know, I know the first three. I think in the fourth one it might not be him. And then obviously in the fifth one, there's really no actual fighting. Uh, but another reference to the, to Rocky Five and the Rocky Five, though, there is a Rocky Five reference. We do see Tommy Morrison in this movie. Yes. That was him. I don't know if you knew that in the, in the video. We'll, we'll get to that little part where they're watching those videos. But, uh, we start off seeing Damon Wayans in great shape, beating the shit out of somebody, you know, in a, in a, in a boxing match and, you know, I, I I love me some fighting and some violence, but uh, yes, this is the exact same guy from the Rocky movies. Um, the other guy isn't, only the one on the left. But um, as we get into the movie, it does show him winning, and we do get our first taste of uh, Jeff Goldblum. Now, I'm going to warn everybody right now of something. There's some long clips in this movie. <laughs> Some of these are going to be long. We'll break them up, obviously. But there's a lot to this movie. And there's a lot of meaningful dialogue. And uh, we're going to start right here with the first clip, Anthony, of Jeff Goldblum basically getting his ass heckled. Now, Jeff Goldblum in this movie plays a very kind of straight-laced reporter to begin with. We'll just put that little thought in your head and... That little uh, that little grenade that'll go off later. So Jeff Goldblum though plays a pretty straight laced reporter, kind of trying to infiltrate the uh, the the Sultan clan. Would you say? Yep, pretty much. He's <laughs> trying to bring he's a, a Jew trying to bring down a black guy. Of course, you want to open with the same box. Of course. Now he, he is. Shout, shout out! Shout out to the one brother that uh, kind of puts uh, Mr. Goldblum in his place. But I'll let you play the clip. You know, he's a lifelong liberal, this guy. Leave him alone. I mean, don't go after your own Anthony. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. He's, uh, at this point, he is the straight-laced reporter. We definitely will get to the part where he, uh, 
where he does the old uh, 180. He goes a little flippy. Uh, he, he does a little heel turn in this movie. Um, he, he, he doesn't want to job out, Anthony. That's what he doesn't want to do. So he uh, turns heel instead. So here we go. We're going to start with the first clip. Jeff Goldblum basically getting heckled by by a very by another black guy who I, I Anthony, do you remember this guy's name? God damn it. He was, no, I'm going to have to look him up because I was like you, man. I, kept, I wait, know that dude from somewhere. I know a movie he's in that you can look it up in. He was in um, di- uh, distinct, The Distinguished Gentleman. Okay. So if you want to look at it, uh, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. I actually meant to look this up, but I was in a little bit of a rush when I got, when I finally made it home today. So here we go. Vineyard of the Fistic Arts. And the grapes of pugilism are being stomped into a chateau neuf de pulp tonight. Uh, an arena. Very, very, very. Hard copy. Why don't you move your fucking screw out the way? You're fucking up my view. The groundling, very much aroused, as they should be. This is not a boxing arena. It's the uh, Globe Theater. It's the old Vic. These people aren't really watching a heavyweight title fight. They're watching King Leo. They're watching hey, 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 Romeo. Hey, you motherfucker, is you deaf? My brother, I'm a man of peace. Don't tell me. My brother, someone asked the boxer once, why do you box? I don't tell stories. I'm not a poet. Besides, my brother is dead. Look at Moving on. There we go. There we go. There we go. Let's see it. It's three of y'all motherfuckers in one of me, and you're running like roaches when the lights come on. How you let no white motherfucker call me brother? Besides, my brother's dead. Did <laughs> uh, you find his name, Anthony? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, let me see here. Chai McBride. Okay. Now, he's been in more than these two movies I just mentioned, this one and that one. He's actually been in a bunch of stuff. If yeah, I remember. I'm looking at his name, he was a Revenge of the Nurse 3. Ah, okay. Distinguished Gentleman, What's Love Got to Do With It, The Frighteners, Hoodlum. Mercury Rising, Gone in 60 Seconds. Ah, uh, that's where I know him from. Gone in 60 Seconds. Painful. That's the movie. That's the, I didn't even... You know what? I didn't even realize that was the same guy in Gone in 60 Seconds until you just put those two together. That's what we do. I didn't even realize that was the same guy, but son of a bitch. Because he's, he's a lot bigger in Gone in 60 Seconds. That's a good movie. That's another one we have to do. I don't think we've ever even done a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Um, well, yo, Bob, yeah, I'm glad you brought him up real quick. Um, what's that movie? Um, You know that meme that everybody does in Nicolas Cage with the eyes? Yeah. You don't say. What movie was that from? I don't. I think it might have been. Was it Raising Arizona? I think it might have been Raising Arizona. That's what it was from? I think so. I think that might have been Raising Arizona. I'm not 100%. Maybe the chat room knows, but um, I think it might have been. I think it might have been that. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad we mentioned him because he was another one who I completely forgot about. And like I said, I meant to look him up, and it just sort of slipped my mind because I was in a a bit of a rush when when I finally got back. Um, But, yeah, we do see here, once again, Damon Wayans in great shape, fighting as... uh, uh, what's his first name? James. James the Grim Reaper Roper. Greatest boxer of all 
Tom. I'm sorry, man. Like <laughs> devastating striker. He's a uh, devastating striker, Anthony. I don't know. Best pure could... striker in the uh, business. Yeah, you think he could take Mayweather? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, maybe. I don't know. If the script said he, if, if the script said it, he might. Because <laughs> I mean, you, 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 we we all know how uh, fast Mayweather's hands are, right? Yeah. And he, they, they, they rock hard, like. <laughs> Not to get sidetracked, but fuck it, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when he gave a uh, big he hit Big Show about eighteen times and busted him open after about the third or fourth punch? Like it and it was like those flash punches too. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you saw two punches, bam bam, and then you saw blood. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it didn't even look like he hit him. Yeah, that man's got I mean dude, just and by the way, that that um, mem is from uh, meme, whatever, it's from face off. Thank you, Weebs. Weebs is the man. Weebs hit right click search Google for this image. At a boy. Good job, Weebs. But uh Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Let's get back to it. Where were we? Sultan. We're finally meeting Sultan right now. Uh we met Jeff Goldblum, which, you know, a little early in the movie to meet him. Now we meet Sultan and we kinda hear what kind of character is. Again, he's I guess when you think of the crooked boxing promoter, the only one to compare him to would be Don King. Uh, he, he's a very different Don King character. He's not like um, the guy in Rocky Five. That guy is almost literally a ripoff of Don King. Uh, this guy, he's a little different in this movie. This this guy is kind of, uh, kind of like royalty of boxing, if you will. And uh, we'll play a little bit here when we first meet Sultan. And we can uh, hear during the interview just exactly how controlling this man is. Here we go. The Lord God Jehovah is a mighty God. Am I right? A mighty God. (laughs) Praise him. Tell. Praise him. Tell. You're a beautiful human being. Come on over, baby. Bring him up to talk to you. Congratulations, Steph. Was that as easy a fight as it looked? Of course it was easy. I'm the greatest fighter in the world. That means all over the place, Fred. Even in China, nobody can beat me. You know, you got all... Okay. If you don't think he's doing a little Mike Tyson impression right here, you're out of your mind. He's basically doing a Mike Tyson promo. Did you did you catch this? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Everybody did a Mike Tyson back then. Absolutely. He definitely did a Mike Tyson promo. He's blinking fast in the camera, making faces. And if you do notice, every time Sultan grabs the microphone, you're going to hear the music go on. And then when it goes back to Damon Wayans, it'll go off. And then when it goes back to him, it'll go back on. You'll hear that also. But uh, just listen to Damon Wayans here. It's fucking hilarious. Attitude there. Are you mad at something? Well, I'm a little upset with myself because uh, I, I had a, an image of this guy falling on the right hand. But I, I hit him with the left, and I hit him so hard that his jaw kind of shattered. And when I came back with the right, he was already on the ground. Glory be to God. All praises do Allah. God bless America. This is a great champion and a great man. Uh, if I can have a fighter back a minute here, Reverend. You're saying that it makes a difference to you how he falls, whether with a left or right? Oh, definitely. I'm an artist out there, and, 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 and I, you know, it's like I felt like I painted a beautiful picture of the Mona Lisa, and I forgot to put the breast on. That's because the champ is an artist, and he's the greatest showman on the planet, and the greatest fighter. No man can beat this man at this point in his life, and I want you to know, Marvin Shabazz, wherever you are, you better watch the things you're saying, because we hear him. Reverend, Reverend. And I want you to know, there's a space on his wall for your head. You want to go along with the rest of the heads that he already has on his wall. Reverend. 
burn. Let me burn. I'm We're calling the taxidermist right now for fighting. Let me get the fighter back. Did this guy hurt you at all? Not at all. Not at all. He hit me one time, and that was just to wake me up because I was bored in there. Bored? Third round. That's right. And otherwise, it was just like fighting my little sister. Otherwise, it was like fighting my little sister. Holy shit, man. <laughs> that might be one of the greatest promos I've ever heard. Seriously. It really was. It really was. It, it, it was the way that's on a plane went. It, it, it was indubitable. It was, it was, it was specced. It was, it was, it was really good. It was real good. I, 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 I'm an artist out there and I feel like I painted the Mona Lisa and forgot to put the breasts on. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, and you know, there are some real one-liner gems in this movie. Jamie Foxx has a few of them, and we'll get to all of them, I'm sure. Um, but there's definitely um, a few great gems in this fucking movie. Um, we're actually going to be coming up to a couple pretty quick here. Um, because right, as of right now, this is right now the press conference. We know they always have a press conference after the, the boxing matches. And... Um, John Lovitz introduces Damon Wayans, and once again, here we get Damon Wayans, and uh, we get Marvin Shabazz. He actually comes in and interrupts the press conference. Oh, I want to say all praise to Allah. Allah Akbar, champ. Send some love out to my dear, and a uh, special shout out to the Reverend Sultan here, because without him, I wouldn't even be around. <laughs> Who do you plan to fight next? Uh, well... That's the reverend's job. He sets him up. I just knock him out. <laughs> bullshit, motherfucker. I'm the number one contender, and I'm tired of you motherfuckers ducking me. Get out of the way. Hey, we ain't ducking you, man. You're just so black, we can't find you. What? Fuck you. <laughs> Marvin Shabazz, you are a great fighter. And you will get your title shot. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. No, see, what we want is, is a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That my man, Marvin Shabazz, flex on Neil Marvin, will you... Boy, that boy good, right? And I'm saying that everybody knows he's good. We're just asking the Reverend Sultan to give us a shot at the title. Can you just... Stop running like a B-I-H. B-I-H? It's B-I-H. Where the fuck you from? Listen, Tar, baby, why don't you go get some Ambi, brighten your ass up, stop looking like an oil spill, and then we can talk business. Yeah, I tell you what, Paul. I'll stick shit. my dick so far up your fucking ass, I impale your tonsils. How about that? Oh, that's a pretty picture. Shut up. Alright, in the background you got Sultan telling Jamie Foxx his little uh uh what would you call him? Probably his agent, I guess you could call him. Um, but yeah, again, we're not ducking you. You're just so black. We can't see you. Is that where Uh, where Cena got the line from? Possibly, possibly. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) No, you can't see that. Get it? Can't. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You you, you don't have to. It It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, but anyway, after that lovely press conference, we go right into the next scene, of course, which... We're starting to talk about pay-per-view buys now, and this is where they see that their pay-per-view buys are down a little bit. Not only is the pay-per-view buys down, but the, the, the house sales are down. Pretty much everything is down, and they know they got to come up with something soon. And the house is paper. 
Yeah. That was <laughs> that's also something that's uh, kind of like been topical recently. <laughs> the house was papered. The, yeah. the, the, it was jam-packed to the rafter, but you know, we gave away about four or five thousand tickets. To charity. <laughs> four thousand tickets to charity. Oh, and he was not happy about that. Here we go. I wonder how, Peter. Capacity. But we gave away four thousand seats to charity. Fred, if you keep putting on fights like this, I'm gonna have to sell the fucking hotel. Get the pay-per-view pick up, Artemis. I understand that. I'm the one that's got Artemis! Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Bad news. How bad? Pay-per-view was down 50% from the last heavyweight title fight. Oh. 75% from the previous one. Yeah, we lost our ass. But we got a $10 million guarantee to pay the champ. Well, I just unguaranteed it. I'm another fucking Rolls Royce. I'm two. <laughs> he's got six already. Well, now he's got eight. All right. So here we go. We're starting to see that the only person that's going to make money off this fight is Sultan. He can't pay Damon Wayans. Um, again, starting to see the crookedness and see exactly what... I mean, boxing's always been about... It's about the money. And at this point, with Mayweather getting paid $100 million and shit like that, Jesus Christ, that's all the sport is about at this point, is money. Money, 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 money. Um, the champ does come in. And this is where they actually tell him. Actually, he figures it out. Here he is. Showtime. Who's in the hat? Your, your, your <laughs> turban gets bigger. Oh. Wow, I love you. Wait a minute, that's the third I love you. Am I getting jerked again? You're my brother. I know I'm your brother, but am I getting fucked again? I love you. Artemis, am I getting jerked? He's your brother. Saul. He loves you. I love you. Yo, forget this, man. Champ. Champ. No, no, Reverend. This is the payday, man. This is the day we've been waiting for. You're my brother. I got your brother hanging low. All right? Now, I done had 38 fights for you, and I won them all. And what I got to show for it? Six Rolls Royces? Right. You got eight. No, I got a guaranteed contract for $10 million. Have you read it? I don't need to read it. I'll sue your ass. Sue his ass, Champ. Sue him. For everything. Sue me? Sue him. Sue him. I love you. Yo, this is bullshit, man. Stop saying that! Alright? Your word! I'll be back. Alright, so he figures out he's not getting paid for the fights like he wanted to. But, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, A little bit... It, it's almost like he's got a little brother love in him. You see that? Wow. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I love you. Yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch it until right now, but I see some brother love. I wonder if he watched a little bit of old Bruce Pritchard videos. A little brother love. I, you know, just, just, just throwing that out there. But, uh, we'll keep going with this a little bit. He calls over his boy here and, uh, this dude's about to get a stomach shot from hell. Just so you guys know what the noise is. Hold up, kids. Oh! 
going down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you forgive me as I forgive you? What am I forgiving you for now, man? For being human. For being flawed. I hurt. I bleed. No, Fred. I hurt. I bleed. And I want my goddamn money. Now! <laughs> All right. Again, fast-talking, smooth-talking con man. And it gets worse from here. Because he really cons him. And these... Uh, John Lovitz, Corbin Burnson, and Rocky Carroll are literally his stooges. If you really watch this, they are his stooges. They will agree with anything he says, and here we go. Sweetheart, could you sit? There better be some money up underneath this couch. <laughs> All right, everybody, you heard it. The champ wants his money. Yes, Artemis, we will pay the champ what we're obligated to pay him. Right, sell my house, sell my car, sell these rings. Disband my company, fire the employees, and file Chapter 11, and we'll settle with the champ for what? Um, 15 cents on the dollar? Champ, you would let this man, the only father figure you've ever had, destroy himself for you? You bet your yarmulke. <laughs> so consider it done. No. <laughs> the best part was Samuel Jackson in the corner, fake crying. You literally, I don't know if you heard him, but he's actually going. <laughs> so great. And John Lovitz in this part is great. And obviously that answer right there, you bet your yarmulke. It's kind of racist. But anyway, it was funny. No, Fred, <laughs> please. Now you're just a little upset. Of course I'm upset. I'm upset because I know what's wrong. Peter, you know what's wrong? No. Artemis? No. Saul? No. How about you, champ? I don't know nothing anymore. There's a reason everyone has lost interest in the heavyweight championship of the world. And it's very simple. People are tired of paying good money to watch niggas beat up niggas. I need a white heavyweight contender worse than white America needs one. <laughs> white heavyweight? Man, the two words don't even go together. It's like saying black unity. <laughs> hey, look, man, cut the bullshit. I want Shabazz. Shut up, boy. You work for me. And if you do shut up and you do work for me, you'll make more money than you've ever dreamed of. You'll make $40 million. If I'm making 40, look how much you gonna make. Why am? Hey, look, Rev. Nobody gonna buy the idea of a white contender. It ain't about race. It's about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Sit up. I just stood up. <laughs> Sit down. Now, this is actually true about boxing. I don't know if you remember, but when Mike Tyson first got out of prison, he was fighting this big, goofy white guy. I believe his name was Peter McNeely. You remember this? Yeah, I remember this. Yes, I do. <laughs> a lot of people actually thought that guy was going to beat Mike Tyson. He mm. actually... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
And a lot of people bet on him just because he was the white guy. And that was, I mean, Mike Tyson hadn't fought a lot of white dudes because most, I mean, he was fighting Larry Holmes. He was fighting all those, all those guys. Hadn't fought a lot of white dudes. And a lot of people, believe it or not, thought this guy was going to win. Bookie's fucking made a ton of money on this fight, dude. A ton of fucking money. But, um, I remember that fight. That fight lasted all of 27 seconds, I believe. Maybe less. Maybe and, less. I, and I guess a lot of people were banking on the fact that, you know, Tyson maybe lost his step. He had been in prison, had been boxing regularly for about three years. So they were banking on ring rust, a lot of things. But even a Mike Tyson after, at, at 40%, 50% is still better than most. Dude, a Mike Tyson at the age he's at right now is better than most young fighters, dude. The man still has hands that are faster than fucking light. I mean, just amazing speed on him so let me ask you this so you think the uh buster douglas fight that everybody kind of likes to point to was just like an anomaly just like a one of those freak things just caught uh caught uh, mike on a, a bad day that's that's boxing and maybe he did i don't know man i don't know i've i've i've, I've never really watched that whole fight uh to be honest with you i did see the the, the pete mcneely fight i saw and what was the other? I was watching the Evander fight where he took his, where he bit his ear off. I was watching that fight. I was watching that fight. I was watching that fight with my dad. And I remember my dad going, he just spit his ear out. <laughs> I said, no, he didn't. He goes, he just spit out his fucking ear. Mm, yes. <laughs> and he did. And he did. One of the grossest things I ever saw. That was pretty bad, man. That was, that was, that was some vicious shit, dude. Vicious shit. Absolutely. But uh, here's again where we uh, get into a little more. They're still coming up with this plan, and they actually come up with the plan for a little bit of the movie. We're going to play a little more of it, but we're going to play this part where he explains a little bit of how boxing's not really about boxing at all. What's the highest grossing fight in the history of boxing? Uh, uh, Tyson Gibbons. Oh. Uh, Hagler Leonard. Oh, no, Hagler Leonard. No, 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 I'm going to create you one. And there it is. That's the plan right there. To create one. Um, and they start going through videos. I believe right here is where they start going through videos of a bunch of different white guys. But no, believe, before we get to that, we get to... Uh, remember we said Jeff Goldblum was a reporter... What he's trying to do, again, is infiltrate the Reverend Fred Sultan company or whatever it is. But, uh, again, we get a little shot of what he's trying to do, the little piece he's doing, and a little bit of Jeff Goldblum journalism. Right now. Fred Sultan. You and I are going to take a very close look at this boxing promoter, this exploiter, embezzler, charlatan, and demagogue, and by the time our journey is over, gentle viewer, I'm going to expose him for what he really is, the devil incarnate. The real story begins in 1953, 
in Atlanta when a young man by the name of Fred Johnson, who had been a child evangelist uh, and who'd already been caught running a pyramid scam on his parishioners, was arrested and convicted for uh, assault. He nearly stomped a man to death very, very brutally. Don't, what army is this? All right, all right. Enough, enough. Not again, not again. Get this on camera. All right, fine. All right, so they throw him out. Uh, and again, trying to infiltrate, trying to get in, trying to expose, as he just said, what is going on uh, in the business. Now, we do get another, you want to talk funny. This is where it gets even funnier. Jeff Goldblum interviewing Martin Shabazz and, uh, God damn it, what is Jeff Foxworth or Jamie Foxx's uh, character's name in this movie? It is Hassan L. Ruckin. Can I just call him Jamie? Uh, I'm just going to call him Jamie Foxx. Uh, <laughs> and he's interviewing, oh shit, and uh, Jamie Foxx and Martin Shabazz. And Jamie Foxx just gets a shy little cameraman. He doesn't like the camera, and it's just hilarious. That's, that's how it should be. But I, I got a bad feeling about this one, Mitchell. Yeah, and, and, and if Sultan doesn't give us a shot at the title and he tries to duck us, then we will sue him. That's right. That's right. And I will support these men. Honorable. I'll, I'll, I'll take it, baby. I'll take it, baby. These are honorable men. Very. Uh, well, yes. No, we, we, we are honorable men, but I've worked too hard for this. We've worked too hard for this. Now, I am the number one contender. I'm tired of James the Poodle, Grim Reaper, whatever he want to call himself, ducking me. All right? I'm tired of man driving around town in eight Rolls Royces. He ain't fought nobody. I'm still in a bro hand. Exactly. That, a what? <laughs> uh, a bro ham. He, he, he drives a bro hand. What's Rohan? It's Maroon. Well, actually, it's not Maroon. What, what it is, it, it, it's Merlot, and it's, it's a Rohan. Cut. Have we cut? Yeah. What's a Merlot Brohan? It's, it's like an old car, right? You guys don't know what a Merlot Brohan is. I thought it was a breakfast cereal. Rounders. Like like Sorry, we got it's a research. Cadillac. Oh. A Brahm. Broham. A Broham. Broham. I got it. Broham. Rolling. Let's pick up. And again. Action. The Merlot Broham. It's a it's a fine car, but nothing like a Rolls Royce. And you guys are plenty peeved. I don't care about the cars. I just want to fight. That's all. Exactly. Like my daddy said, you out there, James, the poodle, pussy, whatever your name is, Roper. If you a man, be a man. Step up. Fight me. You ain't fought nobody. Your daddy said, what? Is he talking about the, he's talking about the poodle? Yeah. The no, 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 no. It's just a fact. You grow- <laughs> this might be one of the most confusing interviews I've ever heard in my life. And Jeff Goldblum just keeps pointing out how confusing it really is, which makes it even better. And uh, we're still not done. Growing up, you grow up in the hood, you become a man. Exactly. You want to start acting like a man, then you be a man. Just like, just like my father had told me that uh, when, the, when the green grass starts growing, you know, on the other side, then somebody got to cut the lawn. You know, my father said once, uh, when you when you uh, 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 laugh and and the whole world laughs with you, cry, and I'll give you something to cry about, you little bastard. That's what he said. And you know what that's done to me? Uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for sure. You're a little camera shy, aren't you? Well, some, sometimes, but you know, I'm getting the hang of <laughs> Yeah. All right, so there we go. There's the interview right there. And now we get into where they're watching all these uh, white heavyweights just get their fucking ass kicked 
And there is one here where that that is actually Tommy Morrison, otherwise known as Tommy Gunn from um, Rocky Five. And I think do they bring up something about him? I know I know it's mentioned in here, but yeah, that 100 percent is Tommy Gunn or Tommy Morrison. I uh, he's uh, he is gone now. He did die from AIDS. Yes. Yes. A while back. Good while back, actually. Um, now it's funny because here, hold on, I'm going to play this little line for you so I can do this here. Oh, I don't know why that. I, I, I guess I missed the line. Uh, John, uh, when. John Lovitz actually mentions when watching that fight after he gets knocked out, he goes, uh, he said, here, this is John Wayne's cousin. It actually is John Wayne's grandnephew. Wow. Yeah. Tommy Morrison was John Wayne's grandnephew. So it was actually kind of a true kind of it wasn't a real statement, but there was a tie into that. So there you go. But yeah, they're watching all these. uh White dudes get their ass whipped big time. And it takes the woman, Bambi, in the uh, in the bunch to uh, come up with the perfect idea. I was simply trying to say. The champ, he's never lost as a professional, right? Yeah, newsflash. Yeah, what gave it away, his record? But he's lost <laughs> as an ex-work. Yeah, so what? He was BFD. So we beat him. Who cares? He was an amateur. Amateurs don't count, honey. Are, are you high? Are you on something? Hey, 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 shut the fuck up. And don't you realize what she's saying? Ten years ago, who beat Roper as an amateur? His mother. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Now who? <laughs> Terry Kunk. Sweetheart, you are smarter than all these clowns put together. Terry, mm-hmm. who? You work for me now. Hey, wait, hey, wait a minute. She works for me. Uh, Julio, she works for me. Okay, fine. <laughs> Welcome to the club, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Well, you can check the sweetheart shit at the door. Oh, <laughs> she works for you now. Excuse me, Ms. Bambi. And you get a 10% raise. <laughs> now, where were we? Terry Conklin. Terry Conklin from Cleveland, Golden Gloves champion. Good left hook, great overhand right, undefeated. They talking about Baron Corbin? Stop. <laughs> ah, okay. As an amateur. All right. All right. All right. Now, as they're talking about this, here comes another nice part that I'm going to have to play because... Uh, Martin Chabaz and Jamie Foxx come in, and this time they're strapped. They got fucking guns, and uh, this... oh yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I know this one probably was a little hard for you to watch, especially by the way they came in holding the guns. Well, it's not even that. Their fingers on the trigger. It's just, it's just horrible. You know, it's just... <sighs> the other guys though. They're holding the guns correctly. You know, the ones with the lasers. Marciano for in a fucking piece. What a dumb fucking 
Unbelievable. You want to find this Brady Bunch ass? All right, I'll call Bert You ain't fucking me no more. This first bitches will you. See, this is what happens, see, when you're living lavish, you know, sipping wine and everything. Then we come in here, Nino Brown style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> Nino Brown style. And then style. Next thing you know, we got guns on you, and what you got, huh? <laughs> what you got? You got a a whole um, whole bunch of guns with, with, with lasers. But, I mean, you know, does violence really solve anything? <laughs> I mean, we just came up here because you hadn't answered our calls or anything like that, and we thought... That, you know, maybe something was wrong with you. We just want to let you know we got your back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you haven't offered us a shot at the title. And it's just a rumor. But people are talking about you trying to duck my man. And that's, you know, Marvin, I'm giving you the title shot. As a matter of fact, we were just discussing the details. Uh, yeah, there's some legal book. Hello. There's some legal bullshit that we have to work out before we can make you offer. We're, we're, we're just trying to get all of our ducks in a row. Yeah. It's a duck thing. Oh, oh. okay, duck thing. <laughs> duck but, thing. So you are giving us a shot at the title. You have my word. Oh, excuse me, Reverend, but your word don't mean shit, all right? Yeah, I mean, your word is rather do, do. <laughs> uh, but what we, we're looking for something tangible. No, fuck tangible. Give me something real. I want something real. That's all right. As he's saying he wants something real, the lasers, the laser sights on all the guns are going towards Jamie Foxx's balls right now. Um, not a good place. Not a good place. What I want. Hey, 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 hey. Just, you know, whew, calm down. We, you know, we're going to get everything together. We just, look, like I said, we're coming in peace, man. We just, you know, we're small time. We just want a shot. You know, that's all we're asking for. <sighs> Woo. <laughs> well, I'd like to give you something as a sign of good faith. While I get my ducks in a row. Fuck is all this duck shit Yo, you talking about? Chill with all these ducks. Please chill, bro. We trying to, you know, negotiate. Let me do business. Are you still driving that, um, maroon broham? Yeah. I don't mean to correct you in front of your people or nothing like that, but it's Merlot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Merlot. Yeah. Well, I'd like to give you a brand new Merlot broham as a sign of good faith because you're my brother and I love you. Cool, cool. That's, hey, that sounds, you know, that... No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. That's mom. right, I'm tired. I... Well, baby, you know, there's this, uh... Oh, kind of a muscatel. Go on, sister. All right, yeah. Th th hey, that's fine. Muscatel. Artemis? Cool. Yeah. Order a brand new muscatel royal broham fully loaded with, um, Syrah interior. And have it delivered to Mr. Shabazz immediately. Got it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I... You know, that's, boy, that's, you know, that, that really means a lot. I, I I would take it that a fully loaded muscatel broham with the cere cereals and petite and everything like that <laughs> is a good faith down payment on a title fight. All right. So we see here he's trying to keep one guy happy <clears throat> while trying to set up sort of the, the fight of the century, which is actually what they call it eventually. But uh, he's kind of playing both ends here and really what he's trying to I mean, it's obvious what he's trying to do he's trying to keep this guy thinking he's getting the title shot while he's really setting up this great white hope as he calls it which you know but um they do leave no shots fired everything's fine nothing to worry about and then um they do find terry 
and he's singing in a band, not the greatest band, but a band. Um, let me see if I can get to uh, a little bit of the music here. I got it. I don't need my ego fed. 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 There you go. No, that is not Peter Berg's Peter Berg singing, but that is the local H song feed. So yes. is an actual fucking song um, that we actually get to hear. So there you go. But they do finally catch up with him in the locker room and they are bringing girls into him like he is fucking Mick Jagger. I mean, just bringing girls back to back in with him. He's saying no to some of them, and he says yes to probably the the hot blonde that I agree. I definitely would have said yes to that one. But um, they do go back and give him a little talking to, and uh, let's go ahead and play it. What do you say? Let's go. Let's go. Cool music, Terry. Wonderful. I feel that uh, you're my friend. I'm your anti-brother. My anti-brother. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, actually, you're a poet. Well, an anti-poet. Okay. All right, my head's break. You know, it 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 feels like, ooh, like anti-music. This is Angel. Worship you. Worship is Judeo-Christian concept. I'm a Buddhist. No shit. It's all. Heads up. Incoming. Terry, may I call you Terry? You call me as of no concern to me. Good. And I should have learned to fucking play I'm guitar. I'm going to call your ass the Great White Hope. <laughs> Excuse me, Terry. I'm trying to make you a business proposition here. I give my money to the homeless. Good. Then if you take me up on my proposition and return to the ring, I guarantee that you will personally wipe out homelessness in America. What did you say? I want you to return to the ring. I don't fight anymore. But you're the only man to ever beat the current heavyweight champion of the world. Very long time ago. You can still kick his ass. He's still susceptible to an overhand right. Did cold cock that sucker, didn't I? Didn't oh, I? you nailed him! <laughs> you rocked his ass! Think about it. This could be the fight of the century. The fight of the century. Hundred years. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. Until the next fight of the century, right? Oh, oh. You're a shrewd man. <laughs> well, it's not for yourself, Terry. 
Do it for the tired, the poor, the teeming masses yearning to breathe free. How much I get? Ten million dollars. And I hire you the best managers and trainers in the business. Ten million dollars? You really think I could take him? He's scared shitless of me. And think of the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it looks like he's in terry uh mr uh, reverend fred sultan's talked him into it of course um you say he's in is you think he's all in i would say he's all in he's all in he's uh he's been talked into it um he's he's all in all in two He's he's all out. He's uh, he's buying in everything. He's he's putting all his chips on the line. That'll be one eventually. He's uh, he's down, if you will. But uh, Sultan does talk him into it. Jesus Christ, this guy may be a better salesman than Paul Heyman. I don't know. He might be though. Might be a better salesman than Paul Heyman. At least in the movie, he is. But, yeah, um, I'm about to say, got to paraphrase that one. Yeah, yeah, at least in the movie he is. Now, what they're doing is now they have to get him ranked in order to get him in to where, because you can't just walk in and get a fight. You have to be ranked within the top ten uh, to get a uh, title fight. And this is where the Crooked Commissioner Cheech comes in, and uh, we'll play that a little bit. Who knows? Well, you found Terry Conklin, huh? Yep. Congratulations. Well, now I want the WBI to rank him in the top ten so I can give him a title shot. <laughs> you know, Reverend, uh, over the years I have uh, bent and greased and stretched the rules for you. As a matter of fact, I consider myself something of an artist in this regard. You are an artist, Julio. Yes, but even I cannot rank a fighter who has never had a professional fight. Now, what's it going to take for you to make this happen, huh? Do it. Money? No. Sex? No. Drugs? Power? Yeah, power. That's what, yeah, power. <laughs> yeah. You're fired. Okay. Money, sex, and drugs. <laughs> Ladies. See how easy that was? <laughs> like I said, man. Might Money, be, sex, and drugs. I love it. Might be better than Paul Heyman. Might just be, man. And, you know, it's, uh, eesh. This guy is good. But, yeah, obviously everyone sees what's going on here. They're going to manufacture... He's literally going to be a manufactured uh, contender against the champion. So they're doing that right now. And even in the press conference, you can hear a little bit of bullshit going on. And uh, let's play a little bit of that right now. Nope. Damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce that 60 days from today, on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, James the Grim Reaper Roper will defend his heavyweight title against the number eight ranked heavyweight contender according to the newly released WBI ranking. Irish Terry Conklin. <laughs> I'm not Irish. It's boxing. It just means you're white. Oh, Let's hear it for the kid. Come on. There he is. There he is. Irish Terry Conklin. Hey. This kid can't fight. You sullied the great name of Bucks. Oh, ye of little faith. 
This man has been catapulted into the rankings by the honorable, estimable, incorruptible president of World Boxing International, Mr. Julio Escobar, and for very good reason. I, I think it's funny that his last name in this movie is Escobar, and he's a corrupt piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like Pablo. Pablo Escobar. A little tired tonight, Anthony? I think Anthony went and took a piss. Game one. Well, you forget that this man was an undefeated amateur That's right. who knocked out James Roper in the Golden Gloves Championship. Knocked him through the rope. I was 17, man. I've killed Holly Duty now. Nigga, sit your motherfucking ass down. I'm trying to... I think Terry has a few words he wants to say to you. Terry, come on. Uh, well, I would just like to start off by saying thank you to the champ for giving me this chance to. Wow, man! Wow, you're a, you're a great champ. Uh, and after I'm done kicking the champ's butt, I'm gonna donate all of my monies to eradicating the homelessness situations, and also the poverty uh, situations will be eradicated in America and as well as the United States forever. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. Got my vote for Sportsman of the Year already. All right. So there we go. And we see Terry Conklin, sort of a humble guy in here. And uh, I guess you could say naive. Would you want to say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of an asshole, too, in some ways. A little bit. Kind of a cocky little asshole, but definitely naive, not understanding exactly what's going on, that he's being very used in this situation. But uh, the one the people that do know what's going on is the media. They know exactly what's going on. And uh, they immediately go out and, once again, Jeff Goldblum right outside. And uh, let's do this. Tank's going to see this debacle. This will be the biggest payday in sports history, much less boxing. For Christ's sake, Sultan, the kid's not even a professional. First, the kid's not even 100% Irish. But how many of you gave Foreman a chance against Moore? Or, or Buster Douglas against Tyson, huh? Julio Escobar is a whore on your payroll. What did you say? Keep it legal. Did you hear that? That's a libelous statement and a racist comment simply because Julio Escobar is of Latin descent. That's right. Are you saying something about brown-skinned people? Do you hate Jews and Negroes as well? I am a Jew. Then you're an Uncle Tom. Jews can't be Uncle Toms. Sure we can. It's a sign of self-loathing. But you're still my brother. I'm not your brother. <laughs> All right. Geez, did this this could be done today. I mean, this is this is pretty kind of, much. This is kind of what today is like. You say one thing wrong and you're a racist. Wait, 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 I never mentioned one race. It doesn't matter. You're still a racist. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was it was impl it was implied. Yeah. I didn't like the way you looked at me when you said that. I can tell. I can see it. Oh, well, if I turn my camera off and say it again, will that help? I don't care. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Um, all right. So from there, uh, we don't go too far. They are in the boxing ring, and this is where he meets his uh, his boxing coach, who um, we actually didn't mention his boxing coach. His boxing coach is uh, John Rice Davies. Um, 
Reese Davies. I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce that name. He is a Welsh actor, uh, mostly known for Lord of the Rings, and he was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was uh, a scion, one of those. He was actually one of the friends that he went and saw uh, Harrison Ford. But he was in uh, Lord of all the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, been in a actually a, another guy who's been in a, a two hundred and sixty three fucking movies. Um, I haven't seen. Oh, him. Yeah, he's been fascinating. Jesus Christ, man! But you know, again, uh, Welsh-born actor. So a lot of these movies are uh, overseas movies that I, I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, but like I said, Lord of the Rings, obviously huge, 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 and uh, he's in pretty much all of those from what I can see. But um, this is his uh, his coach, and this man is a f- fucking. Savage, to say the least. Terry, this is the legendary Johnny Windsor. He's managed many, many of the greats. Very pleased to meet you. Terry, eight weeks with me, and you're not only going to be a lean, mean, killing machine, you're going to be ready for a commission in the Waffen SS. Hate, son, hate! The great motivator. Hate. You're gonna hate Roper, you're gonna hate me, you're gonna hate the fucking world! I hate no man. Well, do it for the homeless, Terry. Get your ink for stuff. Good luck, kid. Look, all you gotta do is make him credible. I can make him credible. Till he gets in the ring. When the bell rings, he's dog meat. Dog Time and. Okay. So we obviously know what's going on. Um, and obviously the coach is a little disappointed in the whole I hate no man when this man is a fucking savage and obviously wants to have this man hate everything and everyone around him in order to win. But um, <laughs> we we do obviously understand what's going on is the fact that all they want to do is make this guy credible enough to get in the ring and get his ass kicked. They make people feel like they're not getting ripped off. Right. <laughs> Basically, basically, it's pretty much exactly what they're doing. Uh, They just don't want people to feel like they're getting ripped off. They just want them to be able to go in the ring and dance around with them a little bit if they have to. But uh, right here is where we get um, Sultan gets some pictures delivered to him uh, from Jeff Goldblum. That are him in some compromising positions with uh, women. Some look like uh, young girls. Uh, And uh, he decides to have a meeting with Jeff Goldblum. And this this is where we see a different side of Jeff Goldblum. But before he walks... I'm going to play you a before and after. This is before he walks in to meet Sultan. Oh, pre, I call, let's call this one a uh, pre-sellout. Yeah, yeah, there you go. This is pre-sellout. Here we go. Out inside the offices of Rev. Fred Selton, let them record in the happen chance that I don't come out alive that this envelope contains enough evidence to destroy this man forever. When I return, if I return, the spotlight of truth will have peered into the depths of evil, into the soul if one exists, of one Fred Sultan. 
Kill the camera? He's ready to see you. Wish me well. Come. Okay. They all give him a little a little hug before he goes in to meet Sultan. He doesn't I don't know why he doesn't think he's gonna come out alive, but uh he doesn't. It'd be pretty stupid to kill a reporter. But uh they give a group hug here. The the girl hugs him first and then for some reason the guy just starts really hugging the girl. But um here we go. He's walking in to meet Sultan and confront him. Here we are. Yes, mano a mano. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I got a lot of pictures. Uh, uh, what if? What? Oh. Um, I've made many copies of these. So what do you want? I want to destroy them. Exclusive interview uh, where you're going to have to finally answer some of the tough questions. Uh, you're a bad guy, man. You're you're bad. Even Mordell's disgusted, you know. But I'm not going to kiss your feet. Uh, you're a fake. You're a bully. I don't like what you do to Girl Scouts. It's pretty funny, huh? I like you. You have a goal, and you have the balls to reach that goal. You have a blind, stupid belief in yourself. <laughs> Flattery is not going to work. My course is... Oh, no, no, no. I, I want to offer you a job. I heard they're going to do Cops the Musical. Uh, I could be... Okay, so here we go. He's walked in, and the Kool-Aid must have been flowing because this is... Uh, Anthony, we, we've done pre-sellout. Post sellout. Here we go with post sellout. Kind of unreal. Well, they did it with the top rock. Oh, sure. Well, you okay, boss? Never more lucid. Turn on the camera. By the way, he comes out with his pants rolled up to his knees. Um, Sultan was in a hot tub, so obviously he was sitting in the hot tub entertaining a deal, and uh, his glasses are fogged up. And uh, here we go. Some said that this upcoming title fight is built around racism. But is it racism that electrifies people across the globe? Or is it a pride in your tribe? The dimly remembered throb of drums in the night, or the hard white hoarfrost of an early morn against the gleaming sinuous muscle of the jungle night. You can't do this to me! I've been a sub-publicist for 20 years! Boss says you're gone. Your ass is out of here. I'm gonna sue you so fast you won't know what the hell hit you. Man, shut up. Hey, I got you guys this job. Okay, so we see what happened here. He just took John Lud. Yes, John. Yes, <laughs> he just stole John Lovitz's job. <laughs> yep. Now he- we should also point out that uh, John Lovitz had to be. I felt bad here because he basically had to be the fall guy. He did. He did. He had to be the fall guy here. He t- but he did. He, he took the fall and uh, 
not really well. We'll uh, we'll hear a little more of that as we as, as we go through the movie. Um, we're actually pretty far into we're, we're we're over halfway into it right now, so we're 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 going through pretty quick actually. But uh, yeah, this is where uh, we do see John Lovitz or Saul being thrown the fuck out. Right. And what happened to, um, crusading for the truth? Well, what is the truth after all? Uh, history, they say, is written by the winners. Whore. Vivian. I quit. Oh, Vi- Vivian, we can win a Pulitzer. Now, I'm a little upset this is the last we saw of Vivian, because Vivian was kind of hot. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's a shame because it's not really a clip. You can't play. It's a more of a visual scene. But did you notice uh, as uh, she was getting on the elevator to leave, she looks at uh, John Lovers, kind of gives him a punch, and he kind of like swipes at her. Yeah, she, he, <laughs> he gives her gives her like a love tap. She kind of <laughs> taps him in the balls. Shit. Yeah, she taps him in the balls, and he sort of uh, he sort of he almost slaps her, but he kind of just gives her a little like. Yeah. Um, now we go. We go to the scene where the champ is, uh, Damon Wayans, is uh, watching pretty much not training for this fight. Um, Weeble brought up a uh, Tyson fight where uh, Tyson fought Buster Douglas. Um, Tyson was not even training for that fight. Like, like literally, Weeble, Tyson banged Asian prostitutes and didn't train for Douglas, and he, and he still almost beat him. Um but still, man, this guy is not training. He's eating ice cream, getting fat. But Sultan's still sending him gifts in order to keep him quiet. He sends him a ring, and he doesn't even want it at that point. He throws it down, and all of his his entourage jumps for it. Um, now, Anthony, did, are you watching along by any chance? Uh, no, but I watched it earlier, so I pretty much have a mental picture of everything that you're going to ask me. If I asked you who the guy in the blue shirt here is, because he's been in a ton of movies, and you know what? This is the father. This is um, this is the father from uh, Don't Be a Menace, is who this is. What's his name? Let me look that up. This is the- Sean's father in the movie, right? Yes, Exactly. The, yeah, the the whole like the father that was uh, smaller than a kid. I, I know you're talking about. Yep, yep. I, I that's exactly who this is, and he's he's once again another one that you're like, well, who the hell is this guy? Uh, let's see, we got Luke Dyasher, Wayne's. I'm trying to find him here. That's not him. That's not him. Want to say he Lorenz Tate brother? I forgot his um Lamont Tate. Something. It might be Lamont Tate. Something like that. Look in here. All right, I'm gonna go to IMDb because it's just not easy to find on Google. There's just too many fucking pictures to look at, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, let's see. Crazy like toothpick. What was his name in the in the? What was his father's name in this movie? Ashtray's mother. Damn it! I can't find him. But I know that's who he was. He had a name in that movie, but I can't find it. Oh shit. All right, but that's who he is. He's Ashtray's father. 
in that movie. Um, oh, here we go. You were right. You were right. Lamar J. Tate. And this, I knew, yeah, I knew it was like either Lamont, Lamar, or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And this is another guy. He's been in. Oh, he's been in the barber. He was in the first barbershop movie, also. Um, just another guy hasn't done a ton of stuff, but literally he's only done thirty six things. Um, by the way, he was in an NYPD Blue episode, also. <laughs> of course, he was. Of course, of course, of course he was. Why wouldn't he be? Uh, he had hair. You know what? I'm actually I did I didn't realize that was him, but I actually know the exact episode he was in. Uh, he he ended up being a snitch. He ended up snitching. He did uh, on snitching a, on, a <laughs> on a on a on a guy named Fat Cat. He ended up snitching on Fat Cat. So uh, yeah, I, I do remember the uh, exact show he was in. That's pretty scary. God, I'm like a fucking encyclopedia. He was also in an episode of uh, Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, like I said, hasn't done a ton of things, but everything he's in, he's kind of one of those noticeable guys. Like I said, he was in the first barbershop. He was um, uh, Anthony Anderson's little little friend that he sent to the shop to find out if anyone knew what was going on. But uh, again, just not a ton of stuff, but definitely a. Uh, a, a, a guy that I, I recognize as someone that I've just seen a ton of times. That's why I wanted to really quick talk about him. Another guy we missed, but uh, didn't want to really quick get him out there. So, but uh, they do go for the ring. And I love how he doesn't want the ring. And then once someone gets it, he's like, uh, Hey, let me, uh, let me see that thing, man. And then, and then he, he does take the ring back from the guy. And, um, he doesn't feel so good about it. But uh, we go from there to another press conference. And this isn't only a press conference. This is the medical press conference where uh, they're showing their brain scans and showing they both have no real serious brain damage. You know, not serious. Boxing and Gaming Commission is pleased to announce the results of the encephalograms performed on the two contestants in this proposed bout. James Roper's encephalogram shows no cortical lesions whatsoever. And Mr. Conklin also shows no, uh, no significant brain damage. Now this bout can proceed as scheduled. Real quick, you do see here that, you know, the, they're all going in now. You, what you can't see and what you just heard, though, is all the little white girls in the audience are fanning themselves like like little southern bells. They're they're all hot and bothered by Terry, Terry Conklin in this movie. And um, right here, once again, Shabazz comes in. But he's dumping me, ain't that right, Rap? So I'm saying, you know he's gonna get knocked naked from the waist down anyway. He wants to continue fighting little punks like this here. You know it's fixed because if he fights him, he's gonna be blind, crippled, and crazy. Tell him about the deal, will you? Look, why don't you piss off, you fucking monkey? Hey, Mr. French, I will bust a cap in your ass. You, you stunted little dwarf, let me fuck. Jesus, I didn't even catch that before. This, um, even in a movie, this man would be crucified for saying that at this point in time. Jesus Christ. That was horrible to say. 
But no, again, it he it was is the 90s, man. It, not, number one, it was a 90s. Number two, he is playing this kind of racist, hateful character. But uh, he is going after him and uh, didn't mean to stop it there. I'll keep going. There you go. This man just knocked out Shabazz in one punch. Obviously a lucky punch. But uh, knocked him out in one punch, which... If that really ever did happen, that would be huge for ticket sales for a fight, especially a fight where they didn't believe this man had a fucking shot in hell. And then he knocks out the number one contender. Uh, That would be a big fucking ticket seller right there. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, and, you know, 1996 boxing was still pretty popular. Um, I know it's lost a lot of fucking, a lot of following, a lot of people. Um, <clears throat> those fights still do very well, the big, big, big ones. But, I mean, boxing with UFC out there now, I believe that took a good chunk out of boxing. Uh, and really, Don King took a chunk out of boxing. When he uh, basically was the manager of both fighters, putting them in the ring, I mean, basically, at that point, you're watching wrestling. You know, you could see them missing punches. It was really becoming fucking just amazingly fucking corrupt. And I believe Don King has a lot to do with a, 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 a good, at least a good chunk of some of the downfalls of, of boxing right now. I, I think he left a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouth for the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And come to think of it, I wonder what ever happened to Don King. Um, I wonder what he's doing now. The only thing I know about Don King is when I used to live in Florida, I would drive past uh, on I-95 and you would go past Southwest 10th Street, right, in Deerfield Beach, and there was a big sign that said, Only in America, with a big crown on it, and that was Don King's headquarters. I used to drive by it every day. That's the only thing I know. So I know he had a headquarters in Deerfield Beach, Florida, and that's about it. Did you ever watch that uh, HBO movie way, way back, only in America? No, I didn't, actually. I didn't. But um, if you ever watched the Mike Tyson one-man show, he talks about the way Don King really did him, man. And it's fucking... And once again, if you've never seen that Mike Tyson one man show, you need to search it out. It is worth watching. It was on Netflix. I know Netflix gets rid of stuff. They were probably a year or two ago when it was on. I know sometimes they leave stuff, but 
If you've never watched that, that is really worth watching. I've put it over more than once on this show. Um, it's actually something I wouldn't mind maybe reviewing one night. That'd be a tough review because I'd want to play all of it. But uh, he really gets into how Don King treated him. Almost treated him exactly like Sultan is treating Terry Conklin here. I mean, Tyson, let's let's be honest. He's not the brightest bulb, you know, in the fucking pack. He's not the fucking, you know, sharpest knife in the drawer. And he was very young when he when Don King got got him. He was very young in his teens. You gotta remember this guy was in the Olympics when he was like sixteen, seventeen years old. Mike Tyson. So He was impressionable. He was. Very. And he sees this, you know, this guy and, you know, and just fell right into it. And, you know, there were, according to him, there were fights he made not a penny off of that were, you know, million, multi-million dollar gates and pay-per-view buys. And, you know, he saw nothing of some of those. So definitely watch that. It's, it's definitely a good watch that uh, I, Completely forget the name of it, but you just search out Mike Tyson one man show, you'll you, you'll find it. But uh, this is where once again we get Jeff Goldblum uh, earning his money, and he comes out with this stack, a wheelbarrow full of letters to Terry Conklin, and um, this is where we see the con keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we apologize for the behavior of Marvin Shabazz and his manager. But if Mr. Shabazz just shows a little patience, I'm sure that Rev Sultan will give him a title shot at the appropriate time, right, friend? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But we're here to talk about Roper and Terry. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. May I? We have here 100,000 cards and letters, all for Terry Conklin. <laughs> let's pick one around, shall we? Let's get one of these. Any one at all. Let's, let's take this one here. Here, I've got, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, this one is from, um, it's from a boy named Joey who's in a wheelchair. Uh, wheelchair. <laughs> he says, he says, um, uh, if you become champ, Terry, I'll believe anything is possible, even walking again. Love Joey. Okay. Uh, they show the page he's reading. It's fucking blank. Not a word on it. It's a green, it's a piece of green construction paper, goddammit. Tremendous. That was tremendous. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. It was. And But you gotta realize, who's the one person buying into that the most right now? In this movie. Coughlin. Exactly. He's the one buying into it the most. Again, he's got that, he's naive, and Sultan keeps using that homeless thing on him because he knows it kind of uh, it pulls at his heartstrings. And um, there you go. Another thing. This is just one more thing to pull at his heartstrings that he knew he could just keep this guy on the fucking leash. So, yeah, exactly. Terry's the one buying into it. I'll keep going a little bit. <sighs> I'll tell you, in, a, in, in the cynical age that we live in, it's uh, it's rare indeed when someone or something becomes so transcendent as as Terry and this fight have become. 
You know they're 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 working the they're working the long con here in this fight the uh, the sixty day long con is what they're doing. But um, if you remember, we did say Anthony that uh, Jeff Goldblum took John Lovitz's job in this movie, and uh, John Lovitz does call him over once they're uh, kind of out in the open because John Lovitz can't seem to leave the hotel. His whole life is there. And he doesn't know what to do without him. So let's just listen to this little conversation. Hey, what are you doing? What are you hiding for? Enjoying your job? Don't, uh, uh, I'm so, I don't know how to tell you this, but you, um, you smell. You stink a little bit. Well, they took away my suite after 20 years like that. Mm-hmm. You gotta protect yourself. Uh huh. Uh, you know, I'm not... Uh... Listen, please, listen. The Sultan is right for a fall. Do you understand? Everybody in the organization is fed up with him, all right? It's not just me. Now, we've been waiting for a new leader to emerge, and it's you. I see. So so I'm the... Uh... Now, you take over his organization, and you get me my job back. Uh... God sent you. Are you okay? Where are you going? I'm going to take a sponge bath. So now we got the great white hype and the great Jewish hope. <laughs> you said it, not me. Well, you know what? Let's go with the great Hebrew hope. I like that one better. Yeah. It kind of. Hey, wait. <laughs> go ahead. No, was there a Jew in uh, the great white hope? The uh, James Her- the James Earl Jones version back in the day? I don't know. I never saw that movie, so I can't tell you. I really don't know. I guess maybe we should have looked that up. But, I saw. Uh, I, uh, I actually did see it a long, long time ago. I'm wondering though, they missed an opportunity to have him. They should have had him make at least some type of cameo. That would have been cool tie-in. That would have, but they're not going to do that shit. That, that, he's not going to do anything like that. I don't blame him. He shouldn't. But uh, there you go. So these two kind of walk away from each other. Now we see Terry Conklin here. He's kind of getting into it at a photo shoot the playboy girls are over there he keeps claiming he's not irish they don't give a fuck and at that point with all these playboy girls around me i would not give a flying fuck either i'd be irish i'd be uh, fucking a tower whatever you want me to be but um we see all these white girls and white guys betting on terry conklin uh again just because he's white no other reason at all. Um, but we get a, you know, we see him working out and the, he's in the, the, uh, he's in the gym and fucking boxing coach even has a Confederate flag shirt on him. <laughs> he's just, how I don't know if you caught that, but I did. Um, yeah, the whole thing is just like, I, he's oblivious to a lot of things. I even like the fact that, uh, <laughs> the Sultan, when he uh, initially introduced him to the trainer, he basically told the trainer, just teach him enough to get him by, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need him to be a world leader. Just give him enough so he can at least keep it competitive, but in the end, the champ goes over. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that. That's all he wants. Again, just someone to go in there. He wants someone to be credible enough to go in there and get his ass kicked without looking like it's a fucking set-up fight. So, but uh, now we get an interview 
with Terry Conklin. And Jesus, talk about the non, no, no, not the sharpest knife in the fucking drawer. Here we go with Terry Conklin. So how do you like Las Vegas, Terry? What's that? How does it compare to Cleveland? Cleveland's a real city with real people who aren't concerned with bourgeois attitudes, concerning sexism, racism, religiousism, or any of the other kind of isms that Vegas is about. Las Vegas is one of the most exploitive places I've ever seen in my life particularly exploitive towards women. I've never been to a city more exploitive towards women. It makes me sick and I can't wait to go home. <laughs> but wasn't that you on the cover of Playboy magazine? What's that? <laughs> yeah, that was me on the cover of Playboy magazine. But let me say two things. One, I hated it. And two, that's not what I'm about. So how's Chet looking? He's looking good. Did you see him out there? Uh, no, we, we can't get in. All right, so we go from Terry Conklin. And they're they're kind of doing a little back and forth here. And now we're going to um, Gr- James Grim Reaper Roper and his uh, man uh, trainer, and they're talking about him a little bit. And he's saying how great he's doing. Uh, meanwhile, there's you know they're showing video of him chasing down the ice cream man and shit. That's great workout. No, he was no, he was doing some intense running, bro. Intense running. That was that was that was his version of Rocky uh, run up the uh, art museum steps. You know, exactly. Yeah. Chasing the food truck. There you go. But um, he's doing sit up, smoking a cigarette, shit like that. But here we go. Even if the champ were not in perfect condition, he's still a professional fighter. He's got savvy. He knows how to breathe in a ring. Is racism driving this fight? I don't think so. Two dollars on Irish Terry. Are we exploiting a history of divisive racial struggle in this country? I don't think so. Two bucks on the clean cut fight boy. Play the piano. You need the black keys and the white keys. Doing a rock opera for homeless about the homeless situation in Cleveland. I think it's applicable universally to uh, the homelessness situation in any major American market. For example, uh, South Dakota, there's a homelessness situation that's been brought to my attention. Uh, Conklin's been getting a lot of publicity about his donations to the homeless. That's his thing. You're not known for your acts of charity. Ain't nobody business what I do with my money. Well, we found that you've given large donations of money to a number of places. AIDS organizations, multiple sclerosis. You visit children's hospitals in every town you go into. I'm about to donate some money to the Remove My Foot From Your Ass Foundation. I tell you, I don't want to talk about this. So, so you're quite a rock and roller. I still am quite a rock and roller. Thanks for mentioning that. Without further objections, I would like to sing my song that I've just been working on. To Mr. Roper. Would that be all right? Yeah. All right. Before the song, you see that, you know, he's all, again, Anthony mentioned this, you know, Terry's a little bit of an asshole, kind of a cocky little prick. 
And uh, the champ isn't exactly humble himself. Um, <laughs> he actually looked like he didn't know that he had donated to all those charities. <laughs> so, Box, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if this were a legitimate fight this far into the movie, who would you be rooting for? Do you have a cheering interest in this match? Uh, I would have had a scene matches before. In this fight, though, shit, Damon Wayans. Gotta gotta go for Damon, man. (laughs) Lesser of two evils? Oh, you gotta go for the guy sitting there fucking watching Dolomite. Of course. We'll get to that later (laughs) also. Uh, But, uh, alright. We'll play really quickly a little bit of uh, Mr. Roper, Mr. Roper right now. As soon as I hit play. It's called Mr. Roper, Mr. Roper. Okay. Now, holy shit. What an actor this guy is. This guy had veins bulging from his forehead when screaming this part out. Did you notice that shit? This guy had veins bulging everywhere. Yeah, he looked very angry singing this song. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. Mm-hmm. I have a stroke. Yeah, I know. Wasn't really a good thing at all. But um, we do, from there, uh, get to another, get to the scene right after that where we see... Uh, Damon Wayans smoking a cigarette, relaxing, and let's just listen to him. His, I believe his trainer walks in here. You just want to blow this fight, don't you? I'm tired of chill. My blackness will beat that kid. I think we missed that line. The uh, I can be Conklin and my meat at the same time. I think we missed that line back when he was on the couch before he threw the ring. But, um, man, it's basically fight day at this point. Um, Conklin's in the ring, just kind of looking around everywhere. You know, the ring is set up and everything, and he's looking around, and he's getting excited for the fight. But um, we know... He's not going to win, obviously, but he thinks he is. Uh, and, yeah. Jeff, and Jeff Goldblum doesn't really know what's going on. And uh, let's play a little bit of that part, too. What the hell? He looks good. He looks good. Yeah, looks is what counts, isn't it? Hey, hey, um, now, you know, if he wins, have you thought about... Wins? <laughs> Man. Yeah. If he wins, uh, what are your plans after that? Have you thought about that? Like, uh, are you happy with your deal with Salt? Happy? I'd sooner be turked by a syphilitic bear. Turked? What is turked? Rectally relieved. Oh, jeez. Um, so <laughs> oh, what? After, after uh, this fight, you'd consider signing with another promoter? What a... Uh... Smart younger man such as yourself. I like to toot my own horn, but... Uh, is that what you're saying? Well, Jerry, 
Hey, get over here! What's up, Johnny? Terry, we may have found ourselves a great white hope. Oh, oh. he wants to promote you. Who? You? Yeah. I thought it was the great Hebrew hope. They got to get that right. What about Mr. Salton? Uh, Salton, you know, not so good for you guys. He's, he's, he'll get what he needs, you know. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> do you covet racism? Do I covet racism? How do you mean covet? Are you a racist ra person? No, I'm not. Because I am fed up with the racism in this business. Johnny? Too much of it. No, really, I, I believe it. Wow, gosh. Can I have a hug? All right, so we're seeing now Gold Jeff Goldblum is positioning positioning himself to where just in case Terry wins, he can do this little takeover that uh, they were talking about him and uh, John Lovitz. So we see it forming a little bit. Uh, basically, what he just did is basically he's saying if Terry wins, which we know. He's not going to. He'll be his new promoter, and he will kind of take Sultan down. Um, now we go to the weigh-in, Anthony. Yeah, he's hinging his bed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My favorite part. <laughs> the weigh-in. Um, we need to listen to, um, once the weigh-in happens, we got to listen to what they say right after. So this, first we'll start with Terry Conklin. I would just like to say that I love you all. We love you, man. We truly do. And tomorrow marks the beginning of my personal quest for the eradication of the homelessness situation in America. I am a fighter of destiny, and I'm going to shock the world. God bless America. All right. Now, there's Terry. And, of course, now we're going to get right over. And we're going to hear what um, when they finally... Because no one's seen Roper. Remember, they're not allowed. Even in the interview, they said they weren't allowed in to watch it. They finally see Roper. He takes his shirt off, and the people or his robe off, and holy shit, gasping from the audience is all you hear. He looks like shit. Roper looks at least two twenty. That man's been eating chitlins or something. The champion. Where's an official? Two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. Yeah, yeah. Hold it, hold it, hold it. The champ, the champ has a few words he wants to say to you. I do have to say something though. This prosthetic gut they put on him is horrible. Oh, uh, for the time, you ain't think it looked pretty good by ninety standards? It's shiny. It's about five shades darker than he is. And it ju it's so obviously fake. And if you look at his ribs, you can almost see a part peeling off. It's just, it's bad. It's bad. Um, well, how about you did your homework for this one? No, I've, first of all, I, I've watched this movie way too many times. I've seen, I, I really like this movie. That's why I was so excited about doing this because it's one of those underrated movies. You know, like I was talking to you, you know, me and you were bullshitting last night a little bit and, I was talking to you about Down Periscope. That's another underrated comedy that I've watched hundreds of times for no apparent reason. This is another one. I've watched this movie a ton of fucking times. And I just love this movie. 
That's why I was excited when you mentioned it. So, all right, let's keep going a little bit to what uh, Mr. Roper has to say. Mr. Roper, Mr. Roper. Yeah, I just want to say that after 38 fights, 38 wins by knockout, this is all the love you show me? Yeah, well, the rest of y'all can kiss my big, black, bloated, Rolls Royce driving ass. Give me my Rolls All right. So once again, this is a completely racially divided fight, uh, which is exactly what they were going for. Exactly what they were going for. Right, Anthony? Absolutely. So they're getting everything they want out of this. Uh, Sultan's out there doing his bullshit and talking. And um, we now go to the next scene where this is a little long. I'm not sure if I'm going to play all this or not. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of do this as I go. This is where Jeff Goldblum goes to meet Sultan. And he kind of lets lets the cat out of the bag a little bit about what, what his plan is and what's going on. Not completely, but sort of lets Sultan know that he's still gunning for him in a different way. So here we go. Volume would help, wouldn't it? My fight time tomorrow should be 125. Oh, I found you. This has been a brilliant partnership. I hope it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. The beginning? Hey, baby, you feeling all right? Oh, baby, listen, I'm, uh, I'm concerned that the, that the champ is maybe too far gone to beat this conquest. <laughs> no fucking way the champ loses this fight. He's going to kill this kid. Got that tummy. You're starting to believe your own bullshit. Relax. Fight's a lock. You would know. You're the, you're the Paisley Poobah. Look. Champ and I have our little disagreement. Hell, my whole organization does. Bottom line, he loves me. They love me. And I love him. And I love them. All right. Now, what he's doing here is he's pulling a cigar out of the humidor. And he also pulls a gun out of the humidor. Yep. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, Let's play it first, then we'll do it. Um, By the way, uh, this humidor, I actually know... What he, I, this is a diamond crown humidor. Seriously? I worked at a cigar shop, number one. Number two, diamond crown is the only one that uses this gold hinge in the back. And it's, 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 it's a full hinge. And it's one of, one of the only ones that uses this style hinge. And they also have the two on the side. I have a diamond crown humidor. Remember, I worked at a cigar shop when I first moved here. So, I saw a lot of humidors, and Diamond Crown is also the only one that has this kind of key that goes in there. Diamond Crown is sort of royalty, which is why the key is so fancy. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Nice info. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he does again pull out a gun, and uh, we'll go ahead and play this, and then we'll, uh, we're will we not going to ruin it for you. You know what else? Listen. I love you. It was a lighter. 
it was just a lighter. <laughs> it was just a lighter. It was so hard for me to hold that one in. It was a it was silly goose. It was just a lighter, you silly bitches. But <laughs> yeah, um, these are not that expensive, believe it or not. These these gun lighters they've gotten cheaper over the years. Um, I will tell you with these gun lighters, what you get is what you pay for. Or well, I'm sorry, what you pay for is what you get. Um, literally, the cheap ones are cheap. The expensive ones look like this. They look like real guns, but um, they're pretty cool. I've, I've the cigar shop that I actually worked at sold a few, a few like this. Mm, nice, very cool. Yeah, yeah. But again, if you go for the cheap little ones, they're they're crap. They'll break on you. These right here, these are good. These are you know refillable butane ones, and they're up there in price, but. Uh, you know, you don't really actually use, you don't want to use this kind of flame to light a cigar, which you usually use the blue flame, the blue flame lighters. Okay. Um, it just lights it better. And if you really want to light a cigar correctly, you use a small cedar stick to light it. Working in a cigar shop. Very cool. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it was a lighter and, um, play a little more here. Oh, you know what? Actually, very clever. Very clever. <laughs> You're my brother. I'm a brother of brothers. <laughs> oh, did that man just shit his pants? And I probably would have too, man. Because you don't know. How the fuck you know it's a lighter? But, um... Yeah, <laughs> you how the fuck you, you don't. Funny. You don't know. But, um... From there, we actually get into the fight. This is fight night. This is it. We're there. We're at fight night. So we're close. We're close. But uh, we go and Jeff Goldblum again walks into the back room, uh, the locker room with Terry Conklin. And, um, you know, because he's he's kind of his guy. He's going to they've, they've got a deal going and uh, play a little bit of that. Roper is a jungle animal. He wants to do unspeakable things to your mother and your sister. Johnny. You do not have to whip me into a racist frenzy to beat this man. We all know you're a racist bastard. Me a racist? You're a pig. I'm not a racist. I'm a bloody Englishman. The fairest people on the planet, mate. If I was a racist, I wouldn't be training you, would I? You stupid muck-shoveling mick. Now, what have we got here, then, Daddy? <laughs> hey. White gloves. You disgust me. Mmm. No, Terry, no. That's a good idea. You should do it. Nice touch. Wait, wait a second. Let, let, let me tell you something. Oh, boys, You think this is all just a big joke, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think the, the public's just fallen in love with me because of the color of my skin? Huh. Yeah. Because I'm fresh and good-looking? Yeah? Shame on I am more than hope, and I'm a hell of a lot more than hype. I'm a young man in fantastic shape with a devastating overhand right that is going to shock the world. Don't you forget, I never lost a fight. Attaboy, Terry. You kick his black ass. He is the ass of a human being, man. A human being. 
That is the ass that I'm going to kick tonight. I love you, Terry. Love you, too. All right, so I think we've established now, this guy is fucking delusional. I think we've established that at this point. Eh, he pretty much is. I was trying to think of something nice, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> you want to be nice? That's fine. But he's a little fucking delusional, uh, especially right here. Um, I hate to do this at the end of the movie, but I have no one here at the house but me, and my dog is barking for the past five minutes to get out. So before he shits on my floor, I'm going to take a speedy, speedy break, if that's all right with Anthony. And um, we will be right back. I'm Again, I apologize. I know we're at the end of the movie, but uh, got to do this real quick. All right? All right. So that's it. We'll be back in just a second, guys. Appreciate it. See you. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Had to do that real quick. Yeah, come on. When the dog's got to go out. I know that's Shaheen's gimmick, but uh, I came back. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. So uh, there we go. We're back real quick. Sorry about that. He'll be dog will be fine outside. I just uh, can't uh, exactly uh, leave him out there. I don't want him to shit on my floor. Like that's Shaheen's gimmick. The dog shits on his floor. So, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, and again, back to right where we were. Terry Conklin, a little fucking delusional. I think that's where we need to go with this, Anthony. A little fucking delusional. But um, I'm going to play a little bit of his entrance here. Now, Anthony, do you know who this is singing his entrance? Uh, are you talking about Conklin? Are you? Yeah. Uh, no, can't say I do. I should. I probably should. Ever hear of a little band called the Stray Cats? No. Really? No. Oh, little 80s band. This is Brian Setzer of the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Um, he made a little comeback when the, when all the swing music started coming out. Remember all that? Uh, when no. The, well, you don't remember the, when the whole swing thing was? Really? <sighs> Are you reliving your childhood way, 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 way back then? Uh, it's a little bit. It's, I'm, I'm going a little back in the 80s, but uh, all right. Uh, if, for those who don't know who Brian Setzer is, you probably will remember this song here. Um, I've played it before. A little bit of the straight cat strut. had that sort of old school i mean even in the 80s he was doing sort of you know 40s bluesy music 
But um, like I said, when uh, when swing music, you really don't remember swing music having a little bit of a comeback, like maybe I don't know, maybe ten years ago. Uh, I might, but kind of like you, yeah. my memory's kind of fuzzy after about the ten year mark. Yeah, I do remember swing music having a little bit of a comeback. Might even be a little less than that, but uh, he was a big part of that because he's he's does that kind of music and um but uh here we go a little bit a little more of uh the entrance here the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside the summer's gone and all the roses falling it's you it's you must go and I must buy But come ye back There we go. So he's coming out. He's even got uh, midgets throwing lucky charms around. It's just a it's a good time, although literally all they show is white people throwing shit at him. Um but uh, Anthony I would sure. not. I would not play this. Yes. With, without playing a little bit of the Method Man for you, because oh yes, that was very well. That would be fucked up. Now we do go back before that though, and see. You know they're they're waiting for fucking Roper to come to the ring. Damon Wayne's character. He's literally in the back smoking a cigarette, watching Dolomite. <laughs> literally, that's what he's doing. Um. And, uh, you know, they're going through, but, uh, finally, um, he does come out after a little while and, um, he comes out with Method Man. But before that, I do want to, uh, as he's waiting for Roper to come out, this is what, uh, again, the delusional Terry Conklin. It's still not come in, and the challenger seems bewildered. He just keeps circling around, circling around. He can get tired. Stu, do you think there could be anything wrong? I'll tell you what it is, Johnny. The boy is scared of me. He's scared of me. That's a possibility. Uh-huh. But uh, just in case, don't get him mad. Huh? I'm telling you what, he's scared of me. Roper! Hey, Roper, are you scared of me? Come on! Roper! Oh, yeah, he's scared of me. I said Roper's scared of me! He's scared of me! All right, the trainer's kind of sitting there like, oh, God, this is not a good thing to be doing. <laughs> he knows, but um, here we go. He finally comes out, and uh, here we go, Anthony. Yes, hit it, hit it. Now my mental's placed on instrumental. Reckon, hey, so I can write monumental. Methods, I'm not the king, but if this is speed cap, I stick a photo cream. Check it, just how deep the shit get Yeah. 
Fucking Roper's even going after the goddamn midgets. What a, f- what a, what a scumbag. But. He's my hero for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. By the way, I actually like Method Man. I like his, he, 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 he's, he's actually pretty good. I like him. Uh, but, um, yeah. So there we go. They're both in the ring at this point, finally. And, uh, this, this is where they're all sitting down. And this is where we get the Pulp Fiction reference. So here we go. Let's get into this little reference a little bit. He sees a guy as uh, Sultan. I'm sorry, I'm just saying he. Uh, Sultan's going to his seat. He sees a guy with very long hair. Looks a little bit like uh, Travolta. So what does he say? Listen, how you doing, baby? You seen Jules? How's everything? Huh? Huh? All right, good to see you. Mitch, 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 sit here. He said, hey, Vincent, how's it going? You seen Jules. Direct reference to Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Good catch there, Bob. Well, it was in IMDb, but uh, I missed I missed a little bit of that, actually, because I, I he came in, he was saying the word Vincent. But here, let's go back just a bit here. I'll play. There's here. If I turn the sound down, then I can actually catch the whole scene and we can hear it one more time. Here we go. Family, don't distract the champ with that, all right? <laughs> Vincent, how you doing, baby? You seen Jules? How's everything, huh? <laughs> all right, good to see you. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Vincent, baby, how you doing? Seen Jules. <laughs> Again, it is an IMDb, and I, I I caught it, and then I'm like, is that an IMDb? It is an IMDb, but absolutely a direct reference right there. Direct. Yeah, not Next time, I'll take a, next time, I'll take the credit. <laughs> I probably should, but if you go on IMDb, it's right there, and I'd look like more of an asshole if people looked that up. So <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's pretty cool that they they, they kind of threw that reference in there. Um, little unexpected, and I'll tell you the truth, I never caught it before. I really never did, but um, it, it it is kind of cool to have that little reference in there. Um, now the fight is on. It's starting, and uh, the referee's in there giving him the rules. And once again, Terry Conklin is being a delusional, cocky scumbag. You guys, I gave you instructions in the dressing room. Is there any question? Uh, yes, sir. I have one question. What? Well, I was just, uh, I was just wondering up there to Mr. Roper. What do you think it's gonna feel like to lose to an amateur chunk? Shut up and let your fist do the talking. Shake hands and good luck. Good luck, fat boy. Okay, so there we go. What's it going to feel like to lose to an amateur? Once again, this guy's fucking delusional. Doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't know he's about to get his ass kicked hard. But uh, he's about to figure it out. Um, they go into the ring and... Conklin starts getting a few punches in and he throws out a, actually throws a, gets a few, a, a good amount of punches in, throws that overhand right and rocks Roper a little bit. And you see him going against the ropes. He's back in, he's, he's, he's knocked a little bit uh, loopy and, nah, uh, go love ahead. Taps box. They were just love taps. Uh, they were a little bit, but that overhand right got him one more time. Um, and by the way, the referee, the referee is Richard Steele, and he is a real boxing referee. Just so you know, that is a real boxing referee in the ring with him. 
Um, nice. Yep. Just to uh, just to point that out. But um, as we go a little more, uh, like I said, he throws that overhand right. He rocks Roper a little bit. And Roper, you're not going to understand it, but don't worry. I'll read it to you. It's just funny to see him. He kind of thinks a little bit, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he said, you trying to embarrass me on live TV and then unfucking loads on Terry Conklin. Um, Gold, Jeff Goldblum, you know, Mitchell is over there just like, oh, shit, this guy is dead. There's nothing I can do from here. Uh, and he is. And Roper does knock his ass out. I believe this fight is 27 seconds um, is what they say afterwards. But it is just not good at all. Um, actually, here. Oh, God damn it. There we go. After finally it's done, here we go. And it's over. It is over. 27 seconds into the first round. It's all over. Oh, man, this wasn't a fight. This was an execution. That's it? What the hell is this microwave fight bullshit? That's what we talk. And that was the same guy from the beginning of the movie that was harassing Jeff Goldblum, by the way, that we, that we talked about. Oh, full circle. Yep, full circle, exactly. Thank you. Uh, we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. Yes, Mitch. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> we reap what we sow. Yes, that's kind of like closed cover before striking. <laughs> Sit down, Mike. Sit down. How are you doing? Of course, my Mitch. He's on Queer Street. Listen, uh, just quickly. If anybody uh, talks to you, starts talking rematch. You know. No rematch. No rematch. I'm going back to Cleveland, going to play rock and roll, man. That's right, that's right. Listen, the best thing to do with this crowd is just to walk away, okay? Whatever, man. <laughs> See you around. Okay. Good. All right, all right. Now, take it easy. Come on, take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah, go. Wow, you know what you need in rock and roll, by the way? Management. I just had a... just had a... You're woozy, you're woozy. Um, I just wanted to put a bee in your bonnet. We'll talk later. I'll, I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> all right. Please, don't yeah. He's more than fucking woozy. He can barely he can barely look at anybody. He's all fucked up, man. <laughs> He's trying to get this guy's business. Um, but uh, now we go right here. Uh, Sultan walks up. He's talking to Grim Reaper, James Grim Reaper Roper. And um, once again, got to end the movie on a good note. And here we go. Some peanut butter prickle ice cream. Uh, spread it all over the ring, girl. <laughs> Chaparola! <laughs> Who are you? Peter, friends. I own the place. <laughs> I know where you are, man. Oh, my bad. All right, what's how we do? Hey, boss, pay per view through the roof. $132 million gate. All right, all right, That's a lot of fucking money. That's right, and we haven't even counted the gate here yet. And where do we box up the videos of this fight? Hey! It's not like we were going to pay Cockland anyway. All right. Now, now, Martin Shabazz, once again, and Jamie Foxx walk in the ring. And here we go. That's what I'm saying. Get, 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 get you go. Hey, hold up. So, Sam, we need to talk, man. See, we had an original deal. You need to respect that. And what's up with that outfit? You Alibaba Jackson up in this motherfucker? Oh, not this nigga. Hey, 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 hey. Easy, Frogster, man. Hey, Rokin. 
I'm tired of you and the Grinch that stole blackness coming in here stealing my glory. Ain't nobody stealing your glory. You're a disgrace. Hey, look at him. Look, he look like a half-sucked milk dud. I swear. Boy, you're sorry. You're sorry. What you want to do? Yeah, Isaac Hayes said he want his head back. What's up? Champ, it's just good publicity for the next fight. Nah, Reb, I'm tired of this. Every time I have a moment, here comes Mutt and Jeff to ruin it. Well, stop talking and step to me. You come ain't on. fought nobody. Step to me. You should stop now. Hey, don't come over here flexing. What do you want? Make you, I'm 132 million strong. What do you want? Why are you acting like you want to do something? You know it and I know it. You don't. Didn't I tell you you're going to get your shot? Huh? Didn't I tell you that? Hey, man, hey, look, don't be putting your... You ain't my daddy, are you? All right, and he does have a gun, and he has a fucking Desert Eagle, by the way. That's a motherfucking gun right there. Desert Eagle, the guns have names now, huh? Uh, that gun is a fifty caliber handgun. Okay. That's a motherfucking hand cannon. Literally, when they say you fire that, you get, like, the the actual sound of the gun will give you, like, the feeling you have the flu for a couple seconds. It's that loud. I would hate to fire that gun indoors, is all I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, it's a big motherfucking gun he's got. And he's pointing it around, and here we go. What I'm saying, I'll do a walk-by up in there. Look at you now. Who the champ now? Who the champ now? I'm rolling with you, bro. All I'm saying is that my nerves are bad. I've been on medication and everything, and I just want some respect. Will you? This is incredible. There you go. So basically, what they're doing now is, you know, he knocks out Jamie Foxx, and he's throwing punches at Shabazz. And he does end up knocking out Shabazz and of, or actually Shabazz ends up knocking out, uh, Roper with one good punch. And, uh, of course, Sultan jumps on it. That's all you got for me? Huh? Who's the check? Who's the check? I am, baby. I am. Next time I'll break my foot off in your You head. have just seen a preview of the marvelous fight to come between Malevolent Marvin Shabazz and James the Grim Reaper Roper. This is the beauty of America. May the best man win. I love it. And I love you. There we go. And the movie is over. Um, now, if you do watch this whole little dancing part at the end, though, the last guy before the full credits come on, is um, the actual director of the movie. That is Reginald Hudlin right there at the end, right there, dancing. Um, but yeah, that is it right there. That is the end of the fucking movie. Um, once again, though, this movie just, you know, it it, it is a movie about, um, you know, boxing, but it's also a really... The reason I think this movie is underrated is because it kind of has that, uh, it kind of does show that, you know, really boxing, it's got a truth to it. Boxing really isn't about the boxing. It really is about who's going against who and who the, just who the people want to, want to go for. And 
I don't know, man, but this movie to me is so underrated. I, I, I guess because 1996 was just this giant year for movies. This movie yeah, just it, a lot of competition. I mean, Independence yeah. Day alone would have blew this out of the water. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Independence Day definitely. I mean, that movie right there just overtook everything in 1996. But I, this movie is, was so underrated, though. It really. I mean, if it came out maybe a little earlier, a little late, a little later, it might not have been so devastated by 1996 movies. But I mean, it's really a great fucking movie. It's a hilarious movie, and like I said, you know, for 1996, this is a star-studded cast. You know, Sam Jackson, John. L- I mean, Sam Jackson is probably the biggest star in the movie at this point. But there's still a ton of guys out there that have just been in so many movies. And I don't know, man. To me, this is just an underrated comedy gem. So, I don't know, Anthony. Go ahead. Pretty much, um, you said all that needed to be said. I mean, it's very much underrated, the comedy especially. And I feel like it's underrated in a lot of ways because you got to put in... Let me see. It's the best way to put this. At the time it came out, we can look at it now as being star-studded, but back then... They probably didn't look at it like that. I mean, right. The, big, the biggest stars neck and neck probably would have been like Damon Wayans and Samuel L. Jackson. But even then, by that point, they hadn't really been around. And neither one of them had ever really starred in, in anything. Like Samuel L. Jackson is like the first name you see on the credits, right? Right. And this was really technically one of his first starring roles. And he wasn't a proven bankable commodity that he is now. So that probably had a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, I mean, this might have, this was pre motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson, but um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree on the whole thing. And yeah, the, like you said, 1996, this wasn't a star-studded movie, but if you go back now and watch and think, holy shit! I mean, just the 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 cast that we went through at the beginning of this movie was just fucking amazing, and a lot of them are still doing movies today. So you can't beat that. Um, all the did you know trivia, I pretty much went through. There's really not a lot. It was like a quarter page. So we just kind of shoved it into the movie. So um, I don't know. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and wrap this up, Anthony. Let's wrap it up. Put a bow on it. There you go. Let's wrap it up. Uh, definitely a movie to check out. Again, uh, The Great White Hype, 1996. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, shit, listen to this while you're watching it. Pause when we pause for all I care. But, uh, definitely check out, check us out. We'll be back. Um, we will be doing a little bit of changes to this show in a little while. Uh, it's going to be a few weeks. We got a few things to do. Um, and a little bit of uh, time to just kind of, uh, go over some things. But, uh, definitely you'll hear me and Anthony Wednesday night on the Dirt Sheet Dudes. Uh, was planning on doing some logos and shit today, but, uh, had some bad luck, obviously. So um, I'll get that worked out. We'll talk to you later, Anthony. Uh, don't forget to check out Shaheen, nah, Nuclear Heat Graphics, and um, obviously you can check him out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those places, even Spreaker with uh, the wrestling overdose. So uh, there you go. Anything else, Anthony? All right. I guess not. On that note, everybody... Appreciate it, chat room. Appreciate you guys joining us. Um, and again, there will be some changes. Even uh, we're probably going to change the night 
of the show and uh, go a little earlier. So uh, give everybody a better chance to listen to it. On that note, everybody, good night, and we will see you. Anthony, thanks for joining me, brah. Thank you. All right, thank you, listeners. There you go. Later. Peace.